0: That's it. We're live. Well, we're not live, but it's it's now being recorded. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of uh, this podcast. It's it's Isaiah Cooper podcast. But who knows what that means, right? I don't. Anyway, Greg McGinnis is here again. Everybody, Greg. Good afternoon. And um, we're gonna we're gonna do it again. Do it. Do what we do best. And we're gonna have a nice nice conversation. It's just me and Greg. And um, okay, hey man, this is the Happy to Be Live
1: podcast, man. We we survived the we did. tornadoes, multiple the tor- tornadoes,
0: the Sarasota tornadoes of 2016. What a way to bring in the new year, right? I
1: mean, it was scary shit, dude. Did you sleep through the whole thing and wake up and hear about it, or like, were you up in the middle of the night?
0: I was fucking up. Are you insane? <laughs> well, I don't know. I just, it was, uh, sometimes it's not like a big deal
1: thing. My, I was sleeping. I had gone and had uh, several cocktails at a friend's house watching a football game, and we were going to swim, but it's a little bit too cold to swim. And I think I told him I was going to swim, and I felt bad because he, like, turned his heat on. He's got this big ass monstrous pool out east of the highway, mm-hmm. and uh, he turned the heat on, and then I was like, I don't know. Now I'm kind of like half drunk, and we're probably leaving in like an hour. I don't want to get wet. It's cool though. Right. But, um, I come home, me and the wife stayed up for a little bit, and then about midnight, uh, well, I normally would have kind of watched the beginning of Saturday Night Live. I know not everyone is a big fan. I've been a supporter for a long time. Casts are up and down. It's kind of a down cast. I'm not going to bullshit you. You probably know that already. But but, uh, they had a football game on last night, and the football game was on NBC. That football game went into overtime, so it pushed things back. Then instead of going right... I think the football game ended right at 11.30, so they could have went right to Saturday Night Live, which you would expect, right? That's, everybody knows Saturday Night Live starts at 11.30 on on Saturday, right? Everybody fucking that's, knows that. That's common knowledge. It's been going for like 40 years. So I thought it was going to start, and then they put the news on, and I was like, oh, God, how long did they get... I thought it was going to be like a little five-minute thing. They did the news for like 45 minutes. What the fuck? Then Saturday Night Live started at 12.15, I think it was live. I don't know. Maybe they just... I, I, don't, I don't understand how that all worked, but I feel like I was still watching Saturday Night Live at 12.15. I only watched about a half, but it was raining out so bad, and I got a little dog, and I got to take her out at night. And uh, it was just so boring. She didn't even want to go out. I got like a raincoat I could put on, and I was ready to go, and she was like, no.
0: Mm-mm.
1: So I had to wait, and then it was like 1 o'clock, and, and that, in, in the course of the news, they said... We were going to have a real bad storm, but I didn't think anything of it, man. We're in Florida. We're in the rainforest. It's always raining and shit.
0: Yeah.
1: And then it went to, I don't know, about 1 o'clock. I finally was able to walk the dog. It had kind of calmed down for a few minutes. But I could tell it was going to be raining on and off all night, so we had to kind of shoot out and shoot back in. And then all of a sudden, at 3 o'clock in the morning, my wife is standing up next to the bed, and I open my eyes, and she's holding her phone in front of me. She goes, hey, there's like a tornado warning. And I was like, holy shit, okay. It took me a minute to adjust. And I was like, uh, we got one room in the house. Well, I got a closet that's like in between an exterior wall and my bedroom with no windows. We could have gone in there. Or I got a bathroom that is the only exterior, uh, you know, interior only portion of the house. Mm -hmm. So we woke up the kids 10 and 7. That's a pain in the ass at 3 in the morning. Put them in their blankets and pillows in the bathtub. And we hung out in there for about a half an hour. And we got a... Tornado warning at what did we get? It said like three o'clock, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A tornado touched or was was spotted in Siesta Key, heading like right toward us. Man, it was listing like you know, really in tight detail. I live in Palmer Ranch over by like right off Clark, corner of Clark and Honore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were listing like Southgate, gate you know, that computerized voice. National Weather Service T- tornado touched out at 3 a.m. in Siesta Key. And he started listening to all these places, I was like, holy shit, this really could be like a tornado coming right out my house. Like, I don't know yeah. what to expect. I live in a stack of cinder blocks with some wood on the roof.
0: Right. Which is you probably know? which isn't too bad. At least you got some cinder block walls, right? But, yeah. I mean I was kind of feeling all right, but then I don't know, at some point I you
1: know, I was looking out the windows and the trees were just like whipping all the directions yeah. and I was a little nervous.
0: Which for, for anyone who isn't knowledgeable on Sarasota Sarasota is about an hour south of Tampa, right? And Siesta Key, more specifically, is home of, depending on on, on who's doing the ranking, it's usually in the top (laughs) five, number one beaches in America, right? So real estate there is pretty nice, which makes me feel pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> about Hell a tornado. Yeah. Nobody told that tornado that there was no trailer parks out there. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should tell that tornado that he touched down. And the, how surprised do you think all those people were? They're like, when a when a tornado touched down next to their fucking mansion. Yeah, did you see? That's what happened. One one
1: mansion and one trailer park got destroyed in this thing. What the <laughs> <laughs> one whole
0: trailer park and one mansion.
1: No, I, not a whole trailer park. I'm sorry. One trailer. It actually killed people, so that's kind of that's kind of sad. But it's almost like it just kept going until it did find that trailer park because it hit right on Siesta Key, which is a little key right out on the Gulf. And they probably get hit with hurricanes all the time. Their insurance must be sky high being out there. Right? A million-dollar property with, like, 8,000 pieces of glass. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll insure that for you.
0: Of course. They have to, dude. I mean, <laughs> I think... Now's now's our chance if we want. Did we? We should be going door to door trying to sell volcano insurance right now. <laughs> hey, you want some volcano insurance? I'll be like, "There's no fucking volcanoes around here." But yeah, I bet you didn't think there's any tornadoes around here either. <laughs> Where do you want to just sign right here?
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, some of those people—that's probably all they could get—is volcano insurance. Because once you have a couple of issues, even if you're just run-of-the-mill. Floridian, once you have some type of claim against your house insurance... Oh, you're fucked. You're fucked, man. It's just the worst fucking gig in the world. It's all I hear the old people down here talking about. I'm not putting in a claim. Well, That's going to cost you like 10 grand. So what? So what so where do you put one. the claim in on? I guess when your house gets picked up off the ground and thrown down the road.
0: That's right. We're saving it for the We're big saving one. saving for the big one.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you got it because there's so much crazy shit. You know what really scares me down here? Not to sidetrack because I want to wrap off the tornado thing, but sinkholes. Holy shit, that's scary! I didn't even Dude, know. Dude, that's what we gotta thing. do.
0: Let's let's go sell some sinkhole insurance. Sinkhole insurance. Dude, it's no, so we we
1: could we could stage an event like we go dig up a portion of their lawn the night before, right? And I go, this is my compadre Isaiah standing out in your yard, and then as soon as you wave, you go, oh my god, whoa! And then I just fall ten. You got feet. like you got like a machine in your hand that's like, oh my god, the dial's going off crazy, and then you just kind of sink in like four feet.
0: Yeah, you yeah, got, we we gotta have like a a, a goofy little contraption that that measures sink sinkholes <laughs> and then and then we have a big argument where i go well, forget it let's leave this house we
1: can't possibly give them the cut rate we were going to give them
0: yeah we. you go. we off. have to now that
1: we know they need you know and then <laughs> dude <laughs> <laughs> no so the, the tornado though <laughs> the tornado did scare the crap out of me the weather service thing If I don't know what you use to track it, I'll ask you in a minute so we can hear your perspective on the tornado, but my wife had that thing that just goes, eh, eh," you know, over and over when you get the weather service guy voice. I went and looked at, I want to say I went onto their website, and it lists all these different things that are all related, like tornado, severe uh, flooding, severe thunderstorms, severe, um, what was the other one, hurricane alert, and there's all these little boxes, and you put your zip in when you log into the site, so it tells you what specific things you're being alerted for, and the tornado thing was red, and you click on it, and it opens up a little a little uh, menu, and it says exactly when the tornado thing happened, all the counties that are, or all the, it wasn't even counties, dude. That's what scared the crap out of me. It was literally saying stuff like Gulfgate, Siesta, uh, it didn't say Pomerantz, So what did it say? Like Bee Ridge, something, it was listing... Everything right around here.
0: Yeah, like little communities because it was on the ground and they were actually tracking where it was running around. Yeah. so Well, I
1: think the first one, it said computer simulations or, or radar, like they can identify when a tornado pops up, even if it's like in the middle of the Gulf. So the first one at 310 was just like the computers went. There's a tornado eight miles southeast of Gulf Gate, such and such, Siesta Key, and it's coming right there. And then people spotted it. And obviously, that dude's house got jacked. Oh, yeah. And then, and then it went back down to Orange, and they said uh, the alert now was in like Lakewood Ranch. So that scared the crap out of me, because I was like, that thing literally passed within a couple of miles of my house and just went right through. And it didn't like dissipate, because now they're like, Lakewood Ranch, get in your bathroom. Get I think
0: out. it was two uh, of them. I think there it, was actually two. Yes.
1: And then after that, once it got to Lakewood Ranch, I was like, I think we passed the best of it. Bam, all of a sudden it went, bam, my phone said a new alert, and it was like 325 in the morning, mm-hmm. second one, same thing, it started in this, pretty much the same area, and they put out the same stuff. I was, I was pretty freaked out, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I've only been here for five, not even five years, and I've not had a big hurricane threat yet, and I know the West Coast's a little calmer, but I don't know, you've been here forever, man, you probably had some big scares.
0: What do you think about last night? Okay, so last night was, uh, it was pretty terrifying, just the weather were taking take away the uh uh, uh the tornado, but like the tornadoes in general. the The weather last night was pretty horrific, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. The winds were pretty
0: fucking crazy, man. The winds were crazy, and um, it was uh, yeah. Lightning was just all over the place, and I I I was asleep through all of it. You know, it started going off until yeah, my phone went off, which that's an interesting thing, right? So if you just have a a phone connected to data coverage. Honestly, I don't even think it has to be connected to data coverage. If there is a severe alert, every single person's phone gets like a warning on it. See, no, I don't
1: think I got – I might have slept through the first one because it's Mm -hmm. not like something that you can even look at. Like once that thing pops up, you hit the little X on it, it's gone. There's no trace of like a notification or whatever. So maybe I just slept through the first one. I did see the second one.
0: Yeah, so you it. saw that that's like it forces it to your phone. So if you just wake the screen up without going onto your your like the uh without punching your code in, that's what you'll see. Like, yeah. like an amber alert, say so yes. Have to but I've only it's, gotten one amber
1: alert ever on my phone.
0: Dude, isn't that interesting? So there is somewhere a button that someone presses, and then a bit of information is forced to everyone's phone, whether you like it or not. I mean, granted, it's, it's, granted it's always a warning thing, like, hey. Be on the lookout for a white Ford Bronco uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> or a tornado, which is something you want to be on the lookout for, right? Um, but uh, but that's just an interesting thing that's there. The fact that it's even there. I mean, hey, good thing they're using it for good, right? <laughs> for now, yeah. for now, dude. I want to get into it and just be like, hey, I'm I'm here. Just <laughs> and they're like, what are you That's all it says. It's just, it just says, hey, I'm here. I'm like, what?
1: I'm Isaiah. I've taken over the little room, That's
0: wherever right. it is. I wonder where that comes from. I know. Where does it come from? Like who, a government
1: office or yeah, the who, National Weather Service?
0: Who gets to type it up and then hit send? Right. What, where is that that they, they go, all right, press the button? <laughs> and because, then,
1: because then how soon before that dude gets sick of doing that, right? And then you get this one that says NS, NSFW. Check this shit out.
0: Check this shit out. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, <laughs> like, they're not paying him enough. They keep fucking him on his hours. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? <laughs> Dude, that's, that's such a, I want to, I wanna, that's what I should have looked up before we, we did this. I, I kind of almost want to, I don't even know what to search at this point. Tornado.
1: So tornado, though, just, I've never lived through one. <clears throat> and uh, that scared the crap out of me because I know that that will, if it hits you right, like, look at that guy's house. That was a big mansion in Suzuki. It's fucking annihilated.
0: Oh yeah, dude, that thing's... That'll fun. kill you.
1: Hurricane. You know, I don't. You gotta be smart. You gotta. Go, it's a pain in the ass because you gotta go get your shutters, or you gotta go out on your deck and like. I di- I have this patio table on my back uh, lanai where like the table itself is just a cheesy little metal frame, and it's got these like one by one tiles that sit into it, so it's like kind of like a, a you know like a tiled table. Yeah. And I totally want. To, they just sit there, but I went out and pulled those all out, and then I took the table right into the kitchen because I just figured if they got loose, they would totally become projectiles and smash my glass in the back.
0: Oh, they're going to smash everything, dude. Yeah. They're not going to stop I, the glass. <laughs> they just would come right from my throat like Chinese stars. That's <laughs> right, dude.
1: But I, I do remember uh, 1999, because while we were just talking about this, I said, I wonder, this was Hurricane Irene, and I actually stayed with a buddy of mine down in... Um, Titusville by the space station 1999 and I remember me so 99 I'm 24 years old I wasn't quite I wasn't quite 24 I was 23 and I remember how like listening to all the news reports and the wind was going to be gonna so I went out with his son who was like 16 like out front of his house and we were practicing kicking footballs just to like see if we could get him caught you know and there was a couple that we kicked that were just like Chucked off, off, you know, went off like over the house. We had to go get the damn ball. <laughs> Hell yeah. So hurricanes are like more fun, you know. I'm sure, obviously, if you ever had your house n- annihilated by one, or you know, anyone down in New Orleans that went through Katrina or something, then obviously it's a much, much more different thing. But growing up up north, we have hurricanes up north, yeah. like in Massachusetts. I remember. Uh, do you
0: remember Hurricane Gloria by any chance? Oh yeah, Gloria was a was a was a good one. That was a big. Down here was that big. Uh, when what year was that? That was. Uh, um, hurricane Gloria. If you can just give me a ballpark. I'm thinking like 80s. Oh, uh, then I, I've heard of Gloria, but I I'm obvious, I wasn't even alive.
1: Hurricane Gloria, 1985. Oh, yeah. So uh, I was a little kid. I was like 10. That was like the only hurricane I can remember up north in Massachusetts that actually screwed with us and it like ripped some big branches down. There was a big tree that was right in front of my house that was old, right? And, and uh, they paved all around it. And it was messing up the pavement, because as it grew, they just literally paved around this damn tree. Sidewalk on one side, the road on the other side. That's right. And it, as it grew, you know, it just screwed that concrete. And every once in a while, they'd redo the whole road, and they would just kind of, you know, it's like a part of your wall that's busted that you're not going to fix. And when you're painting, you just kind of slap a little extra paint on it and move on. And that's right. And just furniture in front of it. Yeah. And then they had to rip that tree down, though, because, like, these massive branches... Came down and almost hit, like, one of my neighbors had, like, a window broken or something minor, but this huge branch ripped off and fell right down in my driveway. Didn't hit the cars, which is crazy because it was cars in the driveway. I mean, a branch, like, if I made a, bar- you know, if I tried to make my arms as big of a barrel around with- and touch my fingertips, I mean, maybe even bigger than that. You know, it was a big, I could have climbed this tree and, like, stood on this branch and jumped up and down on it, you know, oh, like, God. right now. Yeah, it was a big branch. And it just, you know, it's an older tree or whatever. It just came down. So they had to cut the whole damn thing. That's what I remember from Gloria. But we had a fun time during that hurricane. Like, we were outside checking stuff out, you know, watching the rain just come down in the crazy ways that it does in a hurricane.
0: Yeah. So the thing, like, with hurricanes, all the damage that comes from anything with a hurricane is always, like, a side effect of the hurricane, right? So it, with Katrina, the water rose so much it broke the levee, Right. Yeah, and with the hurricane that you had, it was just like old trees. And I guess they kind of, uh, but like the hurricane itself, like you can just be out there, and it's just a fucking terrible storm. And a lot of the damage that comes from hurricanes is because they spawn tornadoes, like mad, right? Hurricanes spawn tornadoes? Oh, like crazy, yeah.
1: Oh no, kidding! I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, so they'll they'll just you know, uh, they'll yeah, and 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 of course then you get gusts. Every once in a while you get a gust, that'll do something crazy. But yeah, it's usually like rising water and stuff like that. Um, Or like, you know, a tornado will kind of spawn from the thing and then destroy some shit that way. But generally, the the, the hurricane itself is... And of course, when they hit in areas where people never really assume it's going to hit... Like when Sandy hit uh, uh, New York City. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone, you know, when's the last time a, a hurricane with any kind of strength hit New York City? Like, they're not prepared for that shit, right? right yeah and i think it was gloria i think actually Gloria was probably the last one that hit prior to sandy yeah and that and, totally screwed people oh yeah dude and and uh but yeah sandy just fucking put that whole city out of commission like instantly
1: yeah uh, it's what you're prepared for we have them all the time down here so even though you have a heart a harder one than you might have up there we're prepared people have hurricane shutters everyone You know, certain things are going to happen everywhere, right? Because people are just stupid lemmings. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're not going to be able to get a fucking gallon of milk when there's any type of hurricane anywhere. Gas is going to be, like, you know, people just jack gas up. Even at a 7-Eleven, they gouge you. All that type of BS happens no matter what. But if you're not prepared for it, like, when they get just a little bit of snow, that, well, they, they never get it down here. But, like, in the Carolinas, when they get, like, an inch of snow, shuts everything down because they don't have a single plow. They don't have, like, sand and salt trucks that they, you know, clean the roads up with or whatever. So it, it'll shut you down. So when they have a hurricane up there, you know, plus people live right on the damn coast up there, because uh-huh. they don't have they don't have the swelling that you have here. You gotta at least be smart. Even in Key West, I think the houses are at least a little bit off the water because they know, it, you know, it's a given. Every year, this this water line is gonna come up at some point for some reason or another.
0: Yeah, like all the houses out in Siesta Key, there's a, there's a there's code that it has to the 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 living quarters of the house itself has to be a certain. Distance, distance off the ground, and height too. You see a lot of them
1: uh, on the east coast. I see a lot more east coast of Florida, like Daytona, St. Augustine, whatever. They put it on stilts. Yeah, because the house is heavy enough; it's really not going to get screwed by the tornado being on stilts. But you don't have to worry about that consistent water damage, like once every couple of years or more, where the water is going to surge up and, and destroy everything in your house.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Put it up on the four feet stilts, or sometimes they do the carport. I kind of like that look actually when they do like a carport under the house and you in maybe a garage you can put stuff in and then you go up in the living space and you're like on your own little second floor
0: right and that's yeah and that's how like most of the houses out on the on the key have to be built like if you're on the if you're even if you're on the intercoastal like where the little the canals are i I believe you also have to have your house slightly off the ground a certain distance so and, and and you know that's that's uh and that's the thing, it seems like everyone who doesn't live in, in an area where they get a lot of hurricanes, so people outside of Florida, they always uh, think of them as so much worse. It's kind of like how we think of blizzards, we're like, oh man, blizzards are the worst, which blizzards are probably do they suck <laughs> more, yeah, they probably suck more than a hurricane does. But, I mean, the people that live with blizzards, they always see it differently. Like, oh, I'm not going to go to work, and I'm not going to have school, and we're going to dig ourselves out, and it's going to be whatever, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to hunker down with some some alcohol, and that's what we do with hurricane. We have hurricane parties. We hunker down with some alcohol, and we hang out. Yeah. Hell
1: yeah. That's, that's what it's all about, man. It's like, if I'm going to go, I might as well have
0: a few beers, and you on. Yeah. Hell yeah. Get the good shit. Get some whiskey.
1: Uh, this is the first time I've been scared,
0: I think, it was, was last night. It was last night? Because-
1: yeah, because I had that thing
0: Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> that, and and yeah, and the, and her uh tornadoes are a very specific path it's like winning the lottery, dude. That guy last night won a very different lottery. Yep. Right? Yeah, exactly
1: right. <laughs> it's exactly right. And it's funny, it comes on the heels of that gigantic powerball where big, we're like, Make it
0: be me, make it be me, make it be me. Alright, and this is the other one going, Please not me. Anyone be Please me. not me. Yeah. Anyone go <laughs> me anyone but me (laughs) literally the guy next door to you that's the thing a tornado can pass by the house next to you and your house be for the most part unscathed like uh, some projectile might fly and break a window but for the most part you you're not going to see a lot of like it's it's um they have so many pictures where you'll just see a tornado just plow through a neighborhood and the houses on either side don't even have shingles missing you know
1: Right, and the other one is just like, it's so crazy how it looks like a gigantic thing just came down and just stomped it. Been yeah, fun.
0: so I wasn't too, um, so I got the thing, and my windows were in my, in my room were all open, so shit was blowing, and, the, and, and that's what woke me up, not the, um, what woke me up was actually the alert, not the storm itself, but then once I was awake, I was like, okay, now I'm hearing the thunder and the lightning, and it's, it's uh, and the wind's blowing like mad, but I also know that if, if a tornado is approaching, then you um, you, uh, 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 you it, it's loud, like it's like a freight train, right? So wow. I was just like, eh hey, you no, know, my windows are open. If I hear something that's just like outrageous, then I'm gonna I'm gonna worry about it. Then the other thing is, <laughs> <so> <laughs> I've heard that
1: that it's really loud. I suppose yeah. that that does make sense. That it's gonna be making a hell of a lot of noise yeah. to have all that power.
0: So this, uh, this summer, um, I saw a a, a tornado for my first time and I think you might've listened to a podcast where I, uh, yes, you were in, were you in Kansas? Yeah, I was in Kansas, which is like the tornado capital of the the universe. And, um, so, and which is in the podcast, I said how the, the day I showed up at this town and, and hung out with this guy, there was a tornado and we just drove his, his, uh, Zuzu trooper right oh dude that thing's a badass car <laughs> that's the kind of car you need to be chasing around tornadoes in and um but it's so different like when it's daylight and you're mobile in a car and like you see the tornado it's such a different experience because you see the tornado and you're like okay that's the thing that's going to destroy you it's like standing on the it's like standing right next to a bonfire. Like you know if you stand in that bonfire you're done. But right next to it, you're like, I can get pretty damn close, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the tornado has like a projected path and it kinda of moves maybe at like twenty miles an hour in one way. But so that's the thing, like dude, it's it's such a different experience. Like you're not stationary in your house. Like if you see it coming, you're like, Okay, just make a left on this road and go the other way, <laughs> you know? Uh so yeah, it's it's definitely not not as scary when it's daylight. You can see the thing, and you're uh, you're not just stationary in your house. but well, uh, I mean, also,
1: I would imagine being out in Kansas, you were like, as long as I don't get hit by this thing, I'm fine. You know, obviously, you weren't wishing will on, uh, bad on, uh, wishing ill on anyone, but it's just you out there. So if you can kind of say like the tornado's over there, I'm over here. It's going that way. I'm good. But like your house is stationary, you know, so it's like shit. There's nothing I can do. I can get in the basement. I can get in a car and drive away or whatever. But if that thing decides, like you said, if I win the lottery and it hits my house, I'm just done.
0: Yeah, you're done the whole house.
1: All is shit's done, done, you know? I've never lived through something like that. Where Have you ever had, like, all your stuff water damaged or, like, well, I mean, a tor- I know by now after this conversation, if you had a tornado hit you or something, but I, I can't even imagine how that would be. Everything that you own just totally destroyed?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, every- I think everyone's had the experience where they haven't backed up their phone for a while and it got destroyed or, like, their computer. But... Not a lot of well, I guess there a lot of people, comparatively, but uh, I don't I don't I don't I don't think a lot of people can can relate to everything you have is gone and you're just digging through rubble for for like pictures. You know what I mean? Because that's that's you're like, well, dude, everything's done. What <laughs> what it? Everything I have was in this spot, and a tornado happened to destroy it. That totally Oh, God, it would be horrific. (laughs) Yeah, because then you have, like, the next day is, like, you know,
1: think about how you uh, move through your day, and it's kind of about accumulation, not maybe, like, a conscious thing, but, like, all right, this is where I'm at, I got these bills, I'm paying this, things are moving up. If all your stuff is gone, it's like, I don't know, now you're just like, I just need to make $100 today, I guess, so I can eat and put gas in the car, and what, you know, I don't know, it would be very unsettling. It it would be. Sure.
0: And dude, so um, yeah, when I got the uh, the thing, so I have two apps on my phone that I use for weather. I have the you know I have an iPhone, so I use just like the regular weather app that's on there, and that's just to see if it's going to be raining or what's going on for the next couple hours. And that, generally, in my short time on this earth, is the 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 most accurate weather I'm ever gonna get is within the like a couple hours ahead of time. Anything outside of that. It's too chaotic. No one can predict that shit. No one knows. can't tell you how many times I've looked at my phone and it said it's supposed to be raining like balls to the wall and it's not at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's still
1: it's still more art than science, I think, because they are only guessing based on like what usually happens, right?
0: Right. There's too many. Yeah. They They have like a number of different simulators. There's like a couple different algorithms that different people have created that work with these weather systems. And so they take... Like the most accurate couple, and then they kind of combine them and and say and, and to uh, to give a prediction of what's going to happen. But dude, like I said, there's too many fucking variables. It's it's witchcraft. That's all it is. It's like we still turn on our TV every day, and the, and a witch stands there and says, a seven day forecast, dude. That is bananas. Never anyone <laughs> who who goes by a seven day forecast is just. Dude, I think the only thing they can really give you is maybe the temperatures. You know, like maybe what the temperatures are going to be like on those days. But other than that, oh my God. And then every single state, every single fucking state has some saying, of, well, that's the weather in Massachusetts. You don't like it for one minute, wait another minute and it'll change. <laughs> yeah, every, they do. And every state thinks that they're the state that has erratic weather.
1: Well, I mean, let's face it though. Down here, it's not really erratic. It's going to be between 68... 68- in 85 like all year round and then within a, a month it's not going to deviate a whole lot like it's kind of cold for here right now but right most months it's pretty much 78 to right 85 every hour of the day
0: well that's in well that's that's in winter that's that you're talking winter temperatures and when it gets into to summer you're talking like 80s to 90s every day dog mouth humidity and uh and that's about it and then it's going to rain in the middle of the day it's going to rain. Yeah, sometime before you're ready to leave for work.
1: Yep. It's going to rain, dump all the humidity out, and then it's so hot it starts cooking right back up again. Oh. Right, right back in the soup within like an hour.
0: Uh, that's exactly what do. There's almost no point in taking a shower. <laughs> you take a shower and you get out and like you get the shower sweats cuz you're in the you're in a hot water so you start sweating and then you get out and it just you never dry.
1: Yeah, I mean if you took cold showers, it does mitigate that a little bit. If you it take does. like the if you take like the Tim Ferris Ice bath, shower, or like pro athletes—that's what they do. They do a lot of cold, uh, you know, ice bath type stuff. To I don't know what the hell it does specifically, but I, that that does help a little bit. Sometimes I take like a shower that's cold, and when it's hot, just to get a little bit of relief. But it doesn't take long.
0: It doesn't, man. It doesn't. It's it's a uh, it's a struggle. It's a struggle out here.
1: It's hot. You you do <laughs> all right with it though. You're like an outdoor dude. You know. I remember listening to your. Your podcast about the chilled meat, how we're all in our air-conditioned cars and homes and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I'm a guy from North. I am totally right now chilled meat because I go outside. It's just like, screw this, man. I don't need to be all clammy. <laughs> I don't got to be like, out here. Just hanging around outside. You know, the sun's nice. If you're at the beach and you can go into the water or you're like poolside somewhere where you're like get to someone's house and swim, that's nice. But if you've got to be somewhere like outdoors, blah. Ugh, yeah, dude. It's It's too many months. I'm not, I'm not, I gotta adjust, man. I'm probably gonna drop a little bit of weight, too, so that's not helping me. Hey, man. For sure. It's not not helping at all.
0: My, my thing, I think the one, one thing that I've learned in, in Florida is for a large majority of the year, just have a chain, a shirt change with you, maybe in your car or in a backpack or whatever you can keep it, whatever you can keep it close, having a shirt change is going to help you.
1: Yeah, that's, a good, that's good advice. I like that.
0: Yeah, if you just always have one clean shirt, because, dude, you never know when the air conditioning is going to break in your car or when, when, when you're going to have to be standing outside talking to some asshole for too long and you start spitzing. <laughs> and then you pop that new shirt on and you're right as rain for it and you get back inside your your meat locker and you're good. A
1: related question. How long have you, you been down here forever, how, what's the longest you ever had a car that didn't have AC down here?
0: The whole time I had a car. Which is when? Like so, right now? At present? No. Uh, so no, no. I I've only had one car. <coughs> only had one car. <coughs> only had one car. And I had the car, and then there was this really short stint. Because of course, whenever you buy a car, that's when the air conditioning is going to work, Right. And then, and that's Unless you're an it. idiot, you're like,
1: "Well, there's no AC, but I, maybe it's just intermittent." I'm gonna yeah. go with this and see where it takes me.
0: Dude, that's that's how people sell cars in Florida. They like the the, the first lead-in line to selling a car is "She blows cold." Yeah, she yeah. blows <laughs> cold. <laughs> Dude, and, and that's and and everything else because anybody from the most mechanic savvy person all the way up to somebody who has no clue on how a car even moves forward that's like the one they're like oh is she gonna blow cold you
1: know that's that's because we're down here right if you were in an area where monkeys were savagely attacking cars you'd be like oh yeah the monkey knives are totally trustworthy man <laughs> i've never had a monkey get through the monkey knives
0: it's monkey knives <laughs> we just replaced the monkey knives on this son bitch two weeks ago oh yeah martha martha
1: right remember those mo- oh yeah we, we we're out there man it their works great beautiful that's right Seems 700 700
0: is it, are you sure it's not leaking monkey knife fluid? <laughs> is that a monkey knife? No, no, no. She's solid. That is. You're right. You're right. And so up in up in you know a northern state, it's that you want probably heat heat, heat right? Because in yep. the it, even in the summer, yeah, you get a you get, there's a good four or five months up there where I'm sure it's in the 90s, right? Uh, um, yeah,
1: not four or five months. I mean, well, I don't know. I, when you say the north, that's a broad thing. But I'm from Massachusetts, and I lived for 10 years hundred miles north up by Portland, Maine. And you, the month of July, maybe, you'll have a couple of days, but it'll be like, you know, two days. And then it'll go back down to like 80s. Then two days or a day and it'll be just brutally hot, you know, like 90s. Right. But I bet you, I bet you there's probably only 10 days a year in Maine that it's 90 degrees.
0: Right. And so in, and given that, it's like down here, like we don't give a fuck about heat, right? So if there's 10 days I got to worry about heat, I'm just going to wear a lot of clothes when I get, In my car on those cold days, but up there you just have your windows rolled down. The rest of the time you want your heat working in your car.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I mean because you know the thing that you forget too, if you are spending a lot of time in the south, is that when it's ninety here for the day, it's ninety all of our damn day. Three o'clock in the morning, it's like eighty-seven. Oh yeah. Up north, when when they say it hit ninety, I mean literally, it's like a small peak from like you know eleven a.m. in the morning till two o'clock in the afternoon. And then, as the sun goes down, it starts to get colder. No matter how warm it is, relatively speaking, it's dropping. Whereas here, because it's so hot all the time, everything is so hot, and you got the moisture. Yeah, it's it the humidity kind of builds, right? Like the hottest time of the day here, usually. This is for me anyway. I think it's right. Is like around four o'clock, four thirty, five o'clock, when the all the heat is just like, you know, con- the conspiracy is like coming to a, a, a crescendo at like five o'clock in the afternoon. Typically, in Maine, by 5 o'clock, I mean, even if it was 90 at noontime, it's not 90 at 5 o'clock. That's, like, wicked rare. And definitely by 8 o'clock at night, it is dropped. And by 10 o'clock, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's going to be nice up. You know, you don't have a lot of nights where it's that hot well into the night.
0: Wicked rare. Then you just let your Massachusetts out full blow. Wicked, wicked rare. It's my favorite, <laughs> favorite adjective, man. It fits in all spots. It does. It does. Yeah, and dude, and, and it's the humidity. It's, you know, because... Um, humidity makes, uh, the air a bit more dense. So it's going to, it's going to hold temperature more and, uh, humidity is only going to be there when it's hot. If it's cold then there, the, the water is more condensed and it's not going to be in the air. And so the water is so warm around Florida, especially on this coast, not so much on the other coast, the water is so, uh, warm on this coast that it's always just in the fucking air and then it just holds heat and temperature all day long and you're just. It's, yeah, it's just shit. It
1: is. It's it's, it's, very difficult in the summer. It's like
0: being inside of a fucking dog's mouth. That's, that's. Like (laughs) you. Yeah. I I used it once and I'm using it again. I'm just going to make sure it didn't pass through ears unheard. (laughs) I like
1: that. (laughs) Being in a dog's mouth.
0: That's it, man. So, um, so it's interesting. So, yeah, I use the two different uh, weather things to like monitor. Oh, yeah. The other one I use and I only used it when I was working my construction job because uh, the type of construction that I was doing was solely uh, outside, never ever inside. Like the, the the point at which we worked on the house, there was no roof because we were putting the thing on the house that they attached the roof to, right?
1: I see. Wait, so what were you doing, Is like framing?
0: Uh, no, framing is putting the, the, the roof on. Okay. So I was, uh, I was doing concrete tie beams. So in Florida, um, in most areas, unless it's like an apartment complex or something, the the code is that you have to have all perimeters of the house have to be a, a cinder block. And then the cinder block is going to be tied to the foundation no matter what. And then a lot of places, most, and most people are going to shell out for this because it just turns your whole house into a more of a fortress than it would be in that scenario, is they do a concrete tie beam. And so then what that is, Is like you say, you have eight feet of cinder block all around the perimeter, and then one, there's an extra foot added on to the top of that, and it's just solid concrete, right? And so, what you gotta do is they put, uh, you put form boards on either side of the wall, and then there's steel that runs down, like rebar, that runs uh, down through the cells of the cinder blocks every, I think it's like 10 feet or something, or maybe a little bit less. And uh, so when you pour it all, when you pour that concrete, now you have, sitting on top, this uh, uh, big, just solid chunk of concrete, and then in in every couple feet, that concrete then goes down all the way to the ground, which is tied, and then so it's like steel and concrete, and your house is just a big, solid fucking rock. And uh, you put these straps on top while it's drying, and then that's what they then attach the wooden roof to. Is like they, they tack it onto these straps that are holding that on there. So that's yeah. what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I was doing that job, I would use this radar, and and it was it's actually radar that shows you uh, the past half hour of clouds of like a, a like a cloud system moving, because every morning if I saw it was a little bit like drizzly out or something, I would check that. To see where it was going or where it was moving. Because if it starts raining, then we're not going to go out and work. And obviously I want to be aware of that, right? So I still had it, have it on my phone and I checked it last night just to see what was actually. like. Okay, so now I see like the hour by hour on my regular Apple iPhone app. So then I went to that one to see the actual thing moving around and see what it was. And it comes up on my screen and and, and it's like a, a black just a black map uh, uh, sorry black map and then um, there's white lines for like the borders of like what you're looking at like whether it's a county or whether it's a state or whatever oh, okay and then you have like the colors of uh, um, you know like your green blue green whatever all the way up to the, uh, whatever colors they make the clouds to show how severe it is and red is usually not good yeah it's n- never good red and orange is never good what, <laughs> what's the name of this app? Um, I mean, I can look at it right now, but yeah, when I, when it came up on my phone, all I saw were colors. Like I couldn't even see a map and I'm like, fuck, what am I looking at? Right? Like where oh is where? Oh my this God. Yeah. 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 That's how it was. Yeah. I'm like, where, where? It's, it's just good. called my radar my and I'm radar. like, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at right now? Right. And so I zoom out as much as I can and I, and I realize I can't zoom out anymore and now other things are popping up on the screen and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Right. And there's these little dots all over the place, like these little red dot things. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I click on it, and there are earthquakes that happened, like in the past, uh, like in the past hour, or the past day. Earthquakes. Earthquakes, right? And there's like one in Cuba, and then there's one in uh, like uh, I think Puerto Rico, which is kind of right. I, I don't know if it was Puerto Rico. It's like this little. I don't, it wasn't Puerto Rico at all. It was. Like the very bottom of the isthmus, which is, were uh a ge- a, 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 hold on, a geography term I learned, like years ago, and it's just stuck with with me. But an isthmus is uh, like a like a small piece of land that joins together two larger pieces of land. So you know that where the Panama Canal is, yes, that's an isthmus. I- isthmus. Isth. Isthmus.
1: Isthmus. Yeah, it's, I've read yeah. it. I've seen it. I've never had cause to use <laughs> use that word because I don't know a whole lot of Panamanians, and if I did, I probably wouldn't be talking to them. But probably not. They're I'm, the not worst. about
0: geography. <laughs> so wait, where's is there an isthmus in Puerto Rico though? It's uh, not Puerto Rico. I, I just said that word. It came out, and that's not where it was. So it was. It's like right in that area, and then and then a little bit further up, it was like there was one in in Cuba, which it was like on the west point of Cuba. sorry not west east like the eastern kind of point of cuba and then there was i kept looking and there was like one i was like god they're all over the fucking place which i know all day long all across the world there are earthquakes happening all the time uh that most of them hardly even register they're like one or two on your little richter scale and whatnot um but they happen all fucking day all the time and i started and, and so but why that sort of kinda uh, um, I became I started looking at all of them but there I wouldn't normally if it weren't for something that happened on Friday all right so if 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 you if you like I could tell you what happened on Friday and then this can open up the door to a whole another slew of conversation let's open the door I mean what happened on Friday let's open the door up. my interest is peaked good okay so on uh, Friday, so uh, again, I work at Loxnegg. Work at a bagel shop, and uh, I'm sure anyone who's kind of listened to some of these, I talk about it all the fucking time. Oh, I'm getting a good stretch in. Oh yeah. Okay, so work at this bagel shop, and a lot of regulars. People coming in there all the time, and there's this lady, specifically, and uh, I wouldn't give her name, but I don't even know it, so I can't give her a name. Right. So let's just call her Susie, Susan, Susan. Wouldn't that be funny if that was her real name? <laughs> so then, sometimes name you guess. It. If you
1: go with the same name all the time, eventually you're going to guess.
0: I know, dude. <laughs> eventually you're going to get it. So Susan comes in. And what's interesting about Susan is, uh, so she, she, she I remember the first time she came in and I saw her and I recognized her from a high school job I had where I would take care, of, when I got out of high school, I'd go to an elementary school and then they would get out of school and I would take care of the kids. I would, it was after school care. I would take care of them until, you know, their shitty parents came and picked them up, and, um, (coughs) and, uh, yeah, man, parents that work all day and hate their kids, so, uh, (laughs) so, uh, and she was one of the, the parents of a student that was, that was there, and, uh, so I remember she came in for the first time, and she sat for just an exorbitant amount of time after her food and, and, um, and I remember that, and then she came back in another time. She kept looking at me, and then there was another time she came in and she stopped me and she's like, "You know, there you have a doppelganger in Sarasota." And I was like, "Really?" And she's like, "Yeah, you look just <laughs> like this guy I know." And here I'm thinking, "I know what she's talking about," and I, and then but then she gives me the dude's name. She's like, "It," she's like, "Do you have a brother named like Michael or something?" I'm like, "No," and which instantly threw me because I thought she was like, "Oh, she recognizes me from when I was in high school," but no, not at all. It's a completely different thing. And then she stops and, like, takes a picture of me. And she's like, can I take a picture of you to show them? And I'm like, yeah, sure, fuck it, I don't care. I've got, <laughs> got pictures of myself all over the internet that I put on there, so who cares? Go ahead, take a fucking picture of me, I don't care. And um, uh, then she comes back in a couple times, and she's like, oh, I'm waiting to get a picture from them and to show you, and I'm like, that, that kind of made me a little... Like, how hard could that be just to get a fucking picture and show it to me? You know, most people have pictures out there. You can get one, right? Wait, so this was like days
1: later or this is like five minutes later? She's still halfway through her bagel.
0: No, this was like, so she took a picture and then like days later comes back in. She told me, she's like, I just sent it to him, So I'm going to see what they, if they'll give me one. And then nothing came of that. And then she came back in again, like weeks later and was like, ah, you know, I'm still trying to see, I showed them the picture. Now I'm going to, so I'm like, what the fuck? Eh, whatever. I just, I don't care. Whatever. She's in a, lot there. Of, a lot of things could go
1: wrong, man. A lot, a lot of, of payoff there. Man. Now he wants to challenge you to a death duel, she said. I'm sorry I got you into I'm this imbroglio, in but here we are.
0: <laughs> but here we are, but he <laughs> can't live with you on this planet. <laughs> oh, so, wait, he was,
1: he was in Sarasota,
0: she said. Yeah, she did. She did say he's in Sarasota. But I'm honestly now beginning to wonder if he even exists. Anyway.
1: Wait a minute. Time out for a second. I saw you the other day, and we set this podcast up just to confirm this is Mike that I'm talking to, right? Mike the guy
0: that. We- <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So um, she. Okay, so now it's Friday. And I'm just giving you that bit of inf- information just to sort of give you the relationship of that we now have uh, as, a, as an employee and as a customer and whatnot. So she comes in on, on Friday. And uh, same, and, and she looked a little different to this time. Like she had a little bit of eyeliner on, and uh, she had a scarf on, and she looked like she she was wearing a business suit. So maybe she was had a meeting or something like that. And because uh, usually she's wa- kind of wearing some crunchy kind of holy forty like, um, at the very least. She's she's a uh, uh, silver, all silver. So all right, so you're into the old ladies. I get you. Keep going. They're into me. Something. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, she comes in. You know, she gets her stuff and she she uh, um, sits down. So I work. I'm, I work at my job at this grill, and uh, it's very visible. Everything is very visible from from. Like, you the can't lobby. escape these people. They're right there. Them. Yeah, you can't escape them. They're right there. And she sits down. She eats her bagel for a while, and she finishes it. And uh, I'm cleaning my area, cleaning my grill and stuff like that. And I, I uh, um I see her get up and like start approaching. And she could have been going to the bathroom, but you can just tell body language. I was like, this bitch is going to talk to me. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and I turn and I look at her and she's like, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know. And uh, she's like, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I'm not, it's not busy right now. I'm just kind of cleaning stuff. She's like, can I talk to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, first question, right? First question. She goes, uh, do you believe in God? Which uh, that's an opener, right? <laughs> That's, that's how you open a conversation. And dude, I don't... Well,
1: So some people are categorically against and some people, that's all they're about. They can't wait to tell you about what the hell they think about that shit. So I'm taking it that you are someone that is more... I don't want to talk to this lady because I know she is the latter. She wants to talk about the Lord and what he can do for me and I have no interest.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. And, 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 um, so even my, my personal belief... Is like even if you're, you're a diehard, like even if you're an atheist, but and then again, if you are like an atheist or a diehard atheist, you're almost in the same boat as she is, like you want to talk about that stuff. But generally, I think for the average person, the average population, or maybe you're just an atheist and that's who you are and you, that's what you want to believe in, but you're not like going to go be evangelical about it. Like uh, if somebody asks, do you believe in God? Just say yes. Because that is going to stop at least a, a lot. It's going to stop a large portion of the conversation because then they don't have anything. They're like, oh, okay, well, that's it. You know, oh, okay, well, see ya. <laughs> yeah, but you were kind of in a
1: tough spot here because you're not just walking down the road or at a bus station. You're like, oh, God, this, in some small way, this lady's a regular coming into this joint. You're selling the locks and the egg. You can't be like, lady, get off my case. You could have just screamed her at a bus station. Screw you and your god shit. I don't want to hear it. And just like totally <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Th- you can even shove her. I mean, if they ask something like that, that opened up the door for all kinds of.
0: That's right, legally, I think aggression. That I legally, hell yeah. I mean, we're in America. <laughs> you don't talk to me about that. So and what do you say though? You can't so, just wh- say that. So I did. I did say yes because. So that's that's the thing. I think even if I was at a bus stop, the I would use the same tactics to. End, so I'm on the clock. I need to end the conversation. I'm at a bus stop. I need to end a conversation, right? No matter what, I would have just said yes, just to nip it, right? And uh, what's funny was she goes, she goes, she stops. She goes, well, first, she goes, well, first, right? So by saying that, there's a whole list of shit. A, <laughs> <you> <laughs> yes, exactly. There's a whole. She's she's got a, a checklist, and she's starting with the first. Like she needs to know, uh, like yeah. So she said "Do you believe in God?" And I say, "Yes." I, she got this look on her face. She's like, oh, okay, okay. Because that was – you. I could tell uh, if I said no, that's where we were going to start. She's like, okay, well, first, that's where we're st- – we're I got to convince you of this, and then we're going to move into the other shit, right? <laughs> and so she's like, okay, good. Well, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because I like you, right? And she wants to save you. Uh, of course.
1: She's like, I'm thinking maybe we get to heaven. I'm going to be sick of banging all the guys of art I've already been thinking about. You're a young guy. Gonna need someone to make me breakfast in bed. Yeah. Old silver hair. I want you on my bus. What do you think? I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna help you out. I need you. So look. You immediately scream, "Deal! Hold Deal!" On. Let me get a notebook. Let me get it exactly. I'll be back. Like, never.
0: She said. <laughs> it's so funny because she's like, she's like, I'm telling you because I like you, and I'm like, okay. And she goes, "Have you heard of Niburu? Right." have and and uh that's what she asked me now let me ask you greg have you heard of naburu
1: i'm thinking of ghostbusters but i don't think that even applies to any of those so no so no okay is he related so, to gozer
0: uh, dude
1: it's now you know the story you could you could tell me that answer uh
0: i don't know the the thing is i know my story but I, i'm not familiar enough with ghostbusters now. oh uh, so, i've seen exactly. the movie so many times i like, couldn't pick out any names or anything <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I fucking dropped the ball. Dropped the ball.
1: Niburu. And, uh... I've never heard
0: of Niburu. Okay, so Niburu. Let's talk about this. Uh, she says, Have you heard of Niburu? Now, I say no because I'm going to be honest and I really don't. I, because if I say yes, then she's, she might start talking to me about stuff about it and I cannot retort with shit I have no clue about, right? Um, I mean, I can, but dude, it's just gonna bring me down a wormhole that I, I'm not gonna. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let her have this one, and then I'll I'll be able to cut her off at the next pass. All right. <laughs> 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 so that's that's how you play the game. And I go, okay. So first of all, Naburu, um, which as soon as I, I I she started explaining it to me, I was like, oh fuck, I know exactly what you're talking about. Naburu specifically is the name of a and I can't, dude, theorized is, like, not the right word, hypothesized, right, planet that is a part of our solar system that uh, that passes through our, or that it's, 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 like, technically a part of our solar system, but it's on such a massive elliptical orbit that it comes through our solar system, like, rarely, right? And now, that's the name of that one, but there are... So many, like, Naboo will often be confused with a whole fucking slew of other things that are basically exactly the same. We're talking massive comets. We're talking other stars. Uh, we're talking, uh, like, asteroids, all kinds of shit that are just going to fly through our solar system and fucking destroy us, right?
1: So, wait, this is, is this, are you telling me this is a meteor or an asteroid? It's a planet. In- Okay, so what did she say when you?
0: She said, "You know what Naboo is," and you said, "I say no." She goes, "Naboo." She goes, "There's a planet. It's a big planet, and it's entering our system, right?" And I'm like, "Okay." First of all, she just she she's leaving a lot of words out. She says, "System, bitch. What system are we talking about? Are we talking about uh, my?" What other, she didn't say solar system is what I'm trying to say. She didn't say solar system. It's just like when, you, when, when, the, when, when some people start explaining things to you, the way they explain it to you can really give you a lot of insight into how much they actually know the thing they're explaining to you. Like Right. You this, quickly are trying to identify.
1: Do they read one article?
0: Oh, yeah. Is this dude, someone that I read a whole
1: book about it? or do they, That's their hobby is reading books about this. You want to sniff that out real quick. Because you're like, this could go on for like... A couple of minutes or like, oh, shit. This lady's going to talk about this every time she comes in. Oh,
0: dude, you're going to have to get your notebook out. You're going to take notes. I, I'm telling you.
1: I'm looking it up online while we're talking and it's saying it, they're all spelling it Nibiru.
0: Yeah. N-I-B-I-R-U. N-I-B-I-R-U. Yes, Nibiru. I, there's, there's, <laughs> dude, it's, it's an ancient Sumerian word that means crossing. And it was translated by Zachariah Sitchin. And Zachariah Sitchin is this guy who has wrote a fucking a whole a mess of books on using ancient um, Sumerian and like Babylonian languages and like translating them and and talking about he 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 came up with this whole idea that the human race was crossbred with uh, uh, was genetically engineered by an alien race called the Anunnaki and we were used to to mine gold for them and uh, like a very specific type of gold that like can be found in like our ocean water and all this other crazy shit and. Uh, That they they there's this and it is so ridiculous. Okay, anyway, so uh, and that's where the word itself comes from. Now, not only does the word come from his his, like translations and all this kind of stuff and his interpretations of what's going on, uh, but of course now the the cataclysm that is the Nibiru cataclysm is is very tightly. tied in with, with the whole thing of Zachariah Sitchin and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, when she starts talking to me, just by how she's explaining it, she goes, there's a, uh, planet and it's entering our system and it's going to cause a big event and a lot of things, like, I don't know if you've noticed the weather has been crazy. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen, but you, for, for weeks you haven't been able to see a sunset. Uh, you know, there's just been always something there blocking the sunset. You know, the, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the planes, the planes that fly over, right? And, dude, so, so, so right there, she, she explains like a base chunk of, of information, but in order to, to adequately explain that information, there's there's a lot of other things you have to know about. So first of all, you got a planet entering your system. So now you got to know, like right there, if I was going to go learn about this, whatever, if, if anyone, which which I did, so she explained this to me. So the first thing I do is I go, I learn about like these, pla- like our, our system, our solar system and how, what, what's coming in, what's going out, what we know about, uh, what planets are flying around, right? And then, she, so then she talks about uh, the weather's crazy. Well, bitch, it's just, Things are getting hotter, whether we like it or not. Things At getting- this point, when she starts talking about the weather, how, in real time, how long have you been standing with the spatula trying to imagine a way to get the hell out of this? Oh, uh, Dude, real time, it's only been, like, less than a minute. Because it was really quick. It was really quick. It was, uh, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, first, do you believe in God? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe in God. Okay, good. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm explaining, I'm telling you this because I like you. So, And that's where she starts saying, so there's a planet, Nibiru, Zenurian system, this whole thing. She's like, so you're gonna want to. Uh, she's like, you're gonna want to to get yourself, start buying food and, and start you know getting yourself ready for this. She's like, it's been prophesized. It's been prophesized by by um, many people all throughout history, and uh, you need to get on YouTube and just look up Nibiru and, and, and just watch watch the videos and 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 so right there she gives me all the information I need to know, right. All the information I need to know. And I'm like, oh, of course. I was like, yeah. And she's like, and when she asked, she's like, and you've seen the planes? I was like, yeah, yeah, You know, I see the planes. She's like, oh, so you have been noticing things. And I'm like, eh. (laughs) It's funny. She's like, so you wonder too? And I looked at her and I said, I don't wonder about much, right? Which is kind of like, yes and no. Like, I wonder about all kinds of shit. But I wonder about shit in a very rational way. A way that she obviously does not wonder about shit, Right. (laughs) <laughs> uh. <laughs> you, know, you know so alright
1: now let me interject because I Please. totally I totally see that I've had this type of encounter before and you're at work so you one hand side behind the back you have no choice but to listen you can't really come up with uh, some easy way to get out of it because where are you going to go you're at work still but uh, you know people that get there she's an older lady right she's been around you never know at some point she could have been totally lucid and just doing her own thing and then something set her off I mean, sometimes people have these really shitty things that happen in their lives where they're like, reality sucks so bad, I need to find something else. And she's clicking through videos and finds this Nibiru thing, and she's like, yes, I can be in on the ground floor on this. <laughs> I want the world to end. Let me just do this. And then she gets sucked into it, and then it becomes part of her whole habit. You know, She's like an old hippie lady walking around, and then she looks at Nibiru videos wow. and like, What the hell? Dude,
0: you, you hit the nail right on the head. I it's, think it's It's a shame. It is a shame. And you hit the nail around the head. Uh, whether or not I think there needs to be an incident where she's like, "Ah, oh, life sucks. I'm going to go look for something. I think so there are people that, that come up with these hypotheses of, of uh, end of the world events. And then there are people that believe in them, right? And now the, 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 the first are people that might border on some sort of uh, mental instability, uh, whether or not you can like they have this certain level of intelligence it's not like skyrocketing, but it's enough, and then they have like a whole shit ton of paranoia and then you're done right and then um and then everyone who believes it are just people who are uh like really I don't. It's it's harsh to use the word stupid, but what else are you going to call it? You know, somebody shows you a video, and you go, "Well, that's it. There's a planet entering our system. We're done." You know. And it's it's interesting. Like, how
1: do you think people come across this stuff? Like, I guess maybe it starts with like word of mouth. Like the first guy that came up with this, or it was a lady. It was. I read it it said some lady like 20 years ago in Wisconsin came up with all this bullshit. So like the people that knew her were like. Hey, she's a smart lady. You know, we've been hanging out with her, she's saying this. And I know
0: she's not crazy, dude. Buddy, you know? buddy, buddy. <laughs> did you read? Okay, so let me just. If you, I think because we're talking, you can't read. You can't read enough about. It. I think in the, almost in the same paragraph that you read about her, right? And yeah. our last name is like leader. I don't know what her first name is. But Susie. I was, Susie. Did Susie, I, <laughs> she lives in Sarasota? <laughs> she lives in Sarasota. It's her. Okay, so here's where. First of all, with our original, let's change it, Susan, right? With Susan, when she asked me, "Do you believe in God?" and then all the next stuff, when she asked that question, it it uh it already lets me know. Oh, hold on, how how do I how do I want to explain it? Yeah, like uh um. She does no research past what's being told to her. You know what I mean? Now, okay, I'm not I'm not an atheist. First of all. Like, I don't know, uh, but there's like what I do, how I, how I perceive my reality and how I look at it is, is not something I also, somebody just pointed to me and said, and then I was like, that's it. Like, you know, I went and I sort of did my own exploring and my own to see like how I feel about the world and how I want to view it and, and how it makes sense to me. Right. Uh, but clearly she's somebody that where somebody tells her something and if she has whatever she uses to vet Whatever thin vetting system she uses, if you pass it, you're in. You're done, and that's it. Because, dude, if she had watched – I guarantee she watched one of these videos on Niburu on YouTube, and then that was it. Because all I did – I didn't even watch a video. I Googled it first, and then I clicked Wikipedia first, and then it explains Niburu Cataclysm is an event – predicted by this lady named something, leader, and then it explains, right? She runs this, like, talk show or something. Like, it might be a podcast or some small uh, uh, radio thing. It's called – she has a website called Zeta Talk, and she she came up with this prophecy because she claims she has a chip implanted in her head that allows the Zeta race of gray aliens from – uh, what system is it? I think it's... I don't even know what system... And, and, and that chip allows them to broadcast to her telepathically and they told her that this was happening, right? Now, do you think for a second if this lady read that, the lady that told me, Susan, went on and read that, she would have been like, oh, shit, you know?
1: Well, you know, so now, here's my other... And you, I'm, You'll see I'm always the guy trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. This lady is older. She doesn't have a computer. If she does... She knows how to do the email or something well, like that. She does because like, that's
0: how she, she knows. She watched the YouTube videos, man. She was sitting on her iPhone in the, in, the, in the place.
1: Yeah, but you know, you having an iPhone in your hand and a lady that's 55 having an iPhone in the hand, it's not quite the same powerful tool that it is is all I'm saying. If you can because, – Because, I mean, you're right. She should have looked it up on Wikipedia. That's what you do when people are talking to you probably at your age, just the generation that you're in. When someone says something, you're like, bullshit, no way, Looking it up right now. Right. And you can actually get an answer, and be like, Look, I'm showing you the Wikipedia article. You're wrong, you're an idiot. Her name is Nancy. It was ninety five, not ninety seven or whatever. Right. And I think a lady that's fifty read a book called uh, you know, Prophecies of uh who was that guy? That the Atlantis thing from way back. Um, God, what the hell was that guy's name? He was a very famous prophecier prophecier in like the seventies. I'll remember his name later. That's one of those things I don't know how how would I look that up?
0: So dude, here's here's what you're this is, this is nice that you say in the 70s, like this other guy, right? Yeah. Every, every generation of humans, since humans have, have humaned, right, has been like, yo, the end of the world is coming. Yes. Every single one.
1: Yes. No, that's totally true. I, so we, I, I kind of hinted at it earlier when we started talking about this, but I knew a girl who was, she was from the islands. We dated very briefly. And her mother was a Seventh-day Adventist, like, um, I, I want to say from Dominican Republic. She was living in, in Massachusetts at that time, but it was a really hardcore church, dude. Like, I, every time her mother came up, I would say, like, hey, what's the deal with your mom? Like, she goes to church a lot, huh? And she'd be like, oh, yeah. She goes, like, <laughs> every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she literally goes every day. And um, the, the, the minister... She would give me this stuff every once in a while. The minister said um, the end of the world was prophesied for like a certain day. So this was probably in the mid-90s that I'm talking, that I was with, really like 95, 96, 97. The date was like, it just happened to be, you know, later that year. I don't think it was always like that. I don't think he picked it that year every year. I think he picked a date three years into the future or whatever, and then he could come, and then he could come up with reasons. I never got a whole lot of detail on exactly how he backed out of that. But yeah, they actually had a date. It would be like May twenty third, nineteen ninety seven. The world is done. Get all your stuff in order. Make sure you come to church at least seven times a week. At least. Anything you can tithe. Donate everything to us. Yep. Not everything, because you know they want you to still be functional and still like, you know, maybe be able to recruit. Right? Some people are smart enough to be like, listen, I don't want you to give me everything, because then you'd be living in the street, you're gonna be crazy. You got more you don't have anything to begin with. So if you gave me everything it's not that much. It's going to be this big boon, but you just keep you alive a little bit. I'm like a parasite, and I'm sucking just enough blood—eight bucks a day, seventeen bucks a day—and you're still out there, and you may possibly be a plausible recruiter to some idiot out there right. that may come in and start me another seventeen bucks.
0: Right. Because that's the you other know? thing. If you have the end of the world weighing on your shoulders as a follower, you want to save other loved ones, and so it almost works as this like great. Great marketing tool to get more, more people being seventh, seventh day Adventists, right?
1: It's really good marketing. It's like the exactly. best marketing out there, dude. These it's fucking genius.
0: Tell them, and, and that's the thing. So, every, for instance, dude, um, every year there's a different group, multiple times a year, multiple times, there are times a different year. Different groups that are saying the world's going to end, and those dates come and go, and the groups just go, oh, yeah, well, we, uh, we uh, mixed up some calculations, you know? Well, no, they never say it like that. That would be like, you know what? We messed up.
1: My bad. I'm taking full responsibility. Go on with your lives. I'm gonna go back to the shop that I worked at, and uh, you know, if I see you around, I'll buy you beer. What are you gonna do, right? They never do that. Happens. They, they always never do recalculate. They recalculate. They
0: always recalculate.
1: You people aren't godly enough for this to happen. So this is what we're gonna do now. The tithing is up. Twelve more percent. We need to start coming twice a day, and I'm gonna do the cal- the advanced religious calculus. To formulate right. a new date. Advanced P.S. I'm going to be calculus. gone for a week doing some serious calculus. <laughs> that's right. It may or may not have to happen in Las Vegas. I will be back. <laughs> you people better be pious as shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be back, and you guys better be.
1: <laughs> when I when I so I mean that that really freaked me out because that's the closest it ever came to me personally. Where I was like, she's like a functional lady. She has kids. She the husband was like. Um, well, I don't know a whole lot, especially in 1990, whatever, when I was early 20s. I didn't know a whole lot about different cultures. I didn't imagine that there were dynamics in other cultures that were so vastly different from, you know, white bread suburban Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just thought the dad marries the mom, they have some kids, they live together. If they don't get together, they get divorced or whatever. This, But this all, you know now, I mean, all I know now, and I'm sure you know, being in 2016 and older than I was, and I'm sure having a better idea that there's a million social arrangements for people when when it comes to you know how people deal with the spouse and the kids and all that and this guy married his wife would never divorce her hadn't seen her in years would did whatever the hell he did and he just sent money to keep her in the apartment with the kids until the kids were all 18. like he was totally out of the picture altogether wow. not even like nerf football once in a while pick up the kids take them mcdonald's i don't even think he lived in the same area anymore he lived somewhere else in massachusetts but they were still married. I asked questions about that because I was like, "What? That is insane!" And I was like, "What did your mother do?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, she worked. She was like a, she had a housekeeping job, and she also worked at some place like nights, like this odd night shift. So she was always gone. The kids totally ran rampant. It was insane.
0: Right. But
1: but you know, what are you gonna do? She was a single mom with like four kids, and she got a check for two hundred fifty bucks from this freaking guy. They lived in a, you know a tough part of town, mm-hmm. and the kids paid a little bit to help out the older kids. Uh, the older brother actually was like this really good-looking musician guy. And he got into... This was around the time New Kids on the Block were big. Oh, like so that. everybody was trying to be the New Kids on the Block. And these guys, I want to say they were called like the Latin Boys or something like that. Her, her older brother was a good-looking... So it was like a boy band.
0: It was like when a boy You say band. musician.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> they, they played music. They sang. They danced. They did the... But yeah, it was basically New Kids on the Block. And he, he was just a really nice guy. and He could have been a dick because the other two guys... Were total dicks, but this guy was like a mama's boy. You know, he was like, "I just want to take care of my mom, man." Really good-looking guy, ran the damn school. Could have been chasing all kinds of broads and getting into all kinds of trouble, and he just did the Latin boy thing. When the other two guys were like, "Hey, we're humping in a to go pressure this really young girl into having sex with us," and he was like, "Yeah, all right. Can you just drop me off? I got stuff to do. I gotta, you know, I gotta help my mom do the house cleaning, or I gotta, I owe her sixty-five bucks. I'm gonna help her with her night job, which he would do sometimes. Anyway." Uh, this was the closest I'd ever come to like a nut job person and she lived a regular life only thing that was different that I could detect was that she was basically in a cult but it wasn't like 52 people in it it was big enough that it had some uh, you know some uh, legitimacy because it was Seventh Day Adventist that's like a thing that's a big enough sect that you can't harass those people right Right. even though it is absolutely batshit crazy
0: oh absolutely
1: uh, when, when I was a, around that same time There was – this was in 1990 – this started in the 70s, the Heaven's Gate cult. Have you ever heard of the Heaven's Gate cult?
0: If you start explaining it, I might have. Dude, I've I've touched – there's too many.
1: There are too many, right. This happened in 1997. This dude got him and his 38 followers to commit a mass suicide. Okay. The only thing I remember, because from the news coverage, like I was on a treadmill or like a, a bike at a gym, watching like the TV and seeing the news thing, because I, I hate the news anyway. I don't catch a whole lot of news, but it was something about they bought Nike sneakers. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. This is the Haley Bobs. Was it? it? Did it have something to do with Haley Bobs? I think it was the con- wasn't it? It was if it, if it was Heaven's Gate and the Nike shoes. I think that was the one. Where they were waiting for, because in ninety seven was that that was that was the year that uh, Haley's comet came back around.
1: You might be right. You totally might be right. Yeah, it probably does have something to do with that.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was that one. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that, of that one. That was that was you know there's like
1: forty people. I want to say they were in California I'm trying to find where exactly was in Texas. I
0: think, exactly was, they, was Texas? Sure I think they and what what the idea was they had to kill themselves to get on this ship that yep. was that was flying by.
1: And they needed the shoes because they were going to be doing some serious uh, distance running, I believe. When they got to the <laughs> and <their>
0: suits,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why they have the Nikes. Maybe Nike paid for that product then because that stayed for a while. That's they all had Nikes. And I remember they did show some photos came out. This was like in the early 90s when there was not a ton of stuff you could get on the Internet because everyone had 288 dial-up connections. Do you even remember those? Oh yeah, I had to dial up you, a. Bit. You'd hook up and it'd be doo 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 and you'd get on and then like just to get one picture would you know be a download especially if it was a high res picture would be like oh, dude, four it minutes.
0: It loads it by by line of resolution. It's right. Like, it was maddening. so ridiculous. Even and, then, when there was nothing better, you were like, "This is maddening."
1: <laughs> well, but you were like, "This is kind of cool though." Like I'm going to see this. Like I remember the big website right after I got out of high school. So we're talking ninety four. 95 was rotten.com. Oh, but rotten.com was just like a list of links, and you click on the link, and there'd be like a little two or three. It was very Wikipedia like. Oh, yeah, even more low tech than or low uh rent than Wikipedia. Low rent, (laughs) and you would get like a uh, a bad
0: area of the internet, man. You get
1: like a photo. It was how the internet was too. It was so cheesy and shitty, and it was a lot of like bikini pictures, and you know, whatever the guy. Young dudes were running the internet at that point. They were the only ones putting the time in to upload the content that was the internet other than, you know, like all the big stores were starting to come up with a site. But it would be like, welcome to Sears.com. If you would like to come to Sears and it would show a picture of like a guy selling a fridge to someone, call us, 1-800-SEARS. We're on the internet. Mm -hmm. We're on on the internet, man. We're on on the internet. 1995, there's nothing.
0: No, yeah. The the internet was was such... That's so funny that we're talking about like that stuff. Like, so those are some of my favorite conversations to have. Are beginning of the internet conversations, right? Because they get into uh, some All crazy time. shit. I met this um, me and me and a friend when we were on the trail. We just peeled off, in, and we were in New York. Uh, I think we were just right around Bear Mountain in New York, and okay. um, and and uh, we were just alone, like a bunch of people were up in front of us, and we just peeled off to have a snack and, and smoke a smoke a little bit of marijuana, right? right. And we're sitting kind of like off the trail, and all of a sudden, this dude comes out of the fucking bushes, right? And <laughs> God shit, you not! He came out of the bushes, <laughs> and he had like a walking stick and a backpack, but he had all gray khakis on, and like and and, and uh, I think he might have had a hat on. They look normal enough. Like You can tell it in someone's face, like the way they're smiling. Like There's no craziness in there. You just happen to be... You kids want everything
1: done for you with this trail shit. I know how I'm getting there. I
0: just go through the trees. That's so right. I just fucking walk straight lines, motherfucker. Follow the stars. Eat my own shit. Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, these guys... So I, I actually... We spoke. We ended up speaking to this guy for like a couple hours. It got to the point where people started getting worried about us because we never, we weren't behind anyone anymore. And we spoke to this guy for so long because he turned out to be such a fascinating person. He worked for some company at the beginning of the Internet. So before the Internet was like a uh, – um, before it was like a public thing, the government pushed every government – asked like every government branch to get the internet so all universities had to t- had to move over to the internet they had to start like darpa net
1: or something or whatever or something yeah yeah like, it was yeah, before
0: yeah. it was all direct it was all direct connect uh, internet there was no um, like you'd have to access
1: the files on my machine and right there the were no
0: servers there. Yeah. yeah at that time there were no servers so it was it was actually faster it was it was incredibly fast at that time and um so he he worked for some, I can't remember exactly what he, he, he was in actually, he helped start some company with a couple other people. and um, serve. I, I don't know what, I don't remember if he ever told us or he just kind of didn't really explain it or kind of skirted the subject because I think the guy might have been okay. You know what I mean? Um, He did, he did explain how after years and decades... He was—he kind of did like a whole shit ton of jobs, and then over the years, like they would hire people to do each one of the jobs he was doing, and then eventually he got like worked out of the the whole company. Um, but I mean, I think he w- he made out all right in the end, regardless. But he was explaining how because all of the he would spend hours a day just downloading these uh, um, journals, like these these college journals, uh. And because they would just come through like instantly he could just get on like any college any researcher anyone any scientist or any researcher who's posting who, who does anything they had to put it on online and he had just binders and binders of these research papers that he download. so he just went crazy learning shit right so the guy knows everything like he was sitting there he was explaining to us he's like these rocks you're sitting on are leftovers from this big glacial thing he was just explaining everything he's like if you look you're gonna cross up, uh, up here. You're gonna cross these, these, these boulders, and you're gonna notice it's nice and smooth. And that happened from this dude. The guy, he was amazing, right? What? I, the only thing, the only reason I'm even telling you this is I got his all his information, and I'm pretty sure I have his email address uh, tucked away some, tucked away somewhere. And I even told him I was like, I'm gonna contact you again, and I really want to like talk to you. So. Because back then I was kind of dabbling in the idea of doing a podcast, so that is... We should totally
1: interview him, yes. man. Yes. See what he knows about the Zaynans, Dude, he... Let's get Susie's story checked out. Get if that this shit guy, checked This guy's point. on board. Maybe we need to give it a second look.
0: Get that shit checked out. Because, yeah, dude, so that's, that's the only reason. Um, and that would be just a lovely conversation because it's such a fascinating thing. It's such a huge facet of our culture at this point is the internet. But it does. It wasn't just how it is now. You know, there was this whole fucking painstaking process of the internet growing and building, and all the people that were there before. And um, I don't know if you're one of those people when during dial-up. I can't. What was it? It was like these these forums. They, it was like, uh, what was it called? News I don't know. Groups. What was it? News groups or chat rooms. It wasn't like those. chat rooms. It was like you could download things from from people like. Uh, it was like before Napster or any of those kind of things, and you could get shit that way.
1: It was like I think it was news groups. It was news groups. You picked a subject, and people would put post stuff into these different news groups, and you got these really text-heavy uh, like articles, you know. And it would have it would be like it was almost like the article would come up, and then you would get the comments. Right. But it, but it wasn't like the, the terrible comments that you get now. It was actually. People had to take time to get into it, so they weren't just like you. Suck. It wasn't a bunch of fourteen-year-olds saying, "I would totally ban her," and you guys all suck, mm-hmm. which is like eighty-seven <laughs> percent of all comments on anything anywhere. Oh, here. dude, that's the internet. <laughs> it's so unbelievable how it's degraded. I, so everyone's got their beginning internet story. We could that would be an interesting thing for us to maybe like do an episode on, like bring someone on and we can just talk. Maybe we could bring like a few people on, like yeah. twenty minutes at a time, and do their. Talk about people's beginning of the internet. I had a buddy. This was like one of my best friends in high school. He was really big into it when, when uh, like in the early '90s, when you could start getting home dial-up and there was actually content coming out. And he put together this website. He was all about I want to get how many hits, how many hits, how many hits. If you did a website and you got a certain number of hits on it, it would up your bill. Like they'd start charging you for that upload traffic or for the, you know, for the extra traffic that you're causing at this point for on these twenty-eight point eight. Bit connections, and he had this website. It was super, uh, you know, low um, low tech. We'll say, I guess, he just did this thing where he took pictures of girls from the internet. It was mostly like bathing suit beauty type stuff, and he'd say, "Who do we like better, this one or that one? This one or that one?" And then he would, each day, he would switch them, and like over the course of a week, he would, you know, whoever got the most votes, he'd say, "Bam, this one, Brittany Thomas, won the week," and then he'd get more photos. And he would do like this, you know, round-robin thing. And people, you know, because he just wanted people to come hit his site every day. They'd come and get 10 little low-res bathing suit pictures, click a button to vote. And at the end, you'd get a bunch of votes. But he started to get good traffic on it. It Because, you know, everything is just word of mouth. And whatever people do, they do tomorrow and they tell a couple people about. And he just got into a good spot. And one of the broads on the, um, the little quiz one week was a Playboy centerfold. And she actually reached out. I wish I could remember her name. She reached out to him about setting up his own personal, uh, setting up her own personal website. Oh shit! And she wanted to know what. Yeah, it was it was totally cool. We were all like,
0: oh shit, dude! Oh my god, the you Playboy was talking
1: to you! He was like nonstop though, working on um, the, prog, the the program back then to work with HTML really easy was Dreamweaver. Oh. He was he was working with something before that, but you know, I mean, you really had to sit there and type in your code. Upper, you know, large uh, header. I want this to be red. Then I want this to be, uh, you know, have a box around it. And, you know, it's mean, it was super. Nowadays, man, it's unbelievable with Squarespace and all these things. You click a couple buttons, you can have a pretty nice-looking website up literally in a couple of minutes. Then you just add your post to a blog for free. For crying you don't even have to host it. Yeah. You Go know, Blogger or WordPress or any of these things. Yeah, back then it
0: really was an elite that it took to... to You had to put
1: time into it. And he was self-taught. He wasn't like a computer guy. Now, 20 years later, his job has nothing to do with computers. He was just a self-taught HTML guy that wanted to just kind of go with it. He's one of those guys that I love him, but he's one of those guys like all of a sudden he gets into his mind that he's going to practice archery. He's going to spend $485 on a bow, get the best arrows, be on chat rooms talking about bow and arrow hunting... Target in his yard and then like, you know, forty five days later, it all goes into a thing in his bar in his basement, goes in a box, and he's on to the next thing. Tarot cards. Hell yeah. Or or whatever. He's one of those dudes. He's all in, whatever he's in, and he's that's it.
0: He goes nuts deep for about a week. There was one
1: more cult that I wanted to bring up that happened that I remember. This was a big one. This one was like it shaped the way I look at cults. I'm eighteen years old, nineteen ninety three, I'm gonna just say the name of the city. Let's see what you say when I say the name of the city. Waco, Texas. Oh, buddy. David Koresh and the Branch Davidians. Yep. That went on for a long time, and a lot of dudes got killed. I don't know how many actual police or FBI guys. I'm looking at the article right now, and it doesn't give me a whole lot of details about the the standoff. But it was a long, it was a big standoff, dude. Holy crap. Like, they were, like, bombing the place, and it was, like. The, the, you know, they were running at the building, and the FBI was trying to get in and take it down. He had a lot of weapons, and there was a lot of dudes there. I have no idea how the hell he'd get something like that going. But um, he had a good gig going, man. He was banging the ladies. He was banging their daughters.
0: <laughs> he had a good
1: gig. His story was like the dudes had to be totally <laughs> chased and don't touch anyone. And, yeah. You know what I mean? You figure he'd be like, oh, you know, you guys, can, I'm not so crazy about her. I just, every couple of Wednesdays I might call her. You guys can share Betsy but no, he was like, you guys can't touch anything.
0: It's all mine. All mine or else you're totally out of the cult. Dude, so this is, it's funny that you, you say David Koresh. Um, I just This is just a little blur. If you go to David Koresh Wikipedia, it says, coming from a dysfunctional family background, Koresh claimed to become a Christian in the Seventh-day Adventist church. Bam! Before joining a splinter group, which, first of all, Seventh-day Adventists, Church is already a splinter group. These people aren't hyper
1: enough for me, man. I'm, they leave church sometimes. I want people living in the church. I want blood in the streets. That's
0: what he said, dude. He said no. <laughs> he said no. It, it, we're, it's a compound. And yeah, you seven days a week isn't enough. You have to be living seven days a week. You have to be there all day. And I have to be doing you. <laughs> I guess. I
1: don't know that he had, though. You know, we might be getting a little off topic because I don't know that he had like an end of the world prophecy. But clearly when you get people to do a standoff against the cops, you know, I don't think that we originally started talking about this because of the end of the world prophecy. I think we were kind of saying people need like this other thing to believe in. Right. Right. And, you know, the other one, now that I'm thinking about David Crush was Jonestown. I read a book on Jonestown not too far back because that has always fascinated me. How is got all...
0: Tell me about Jonestown. Jonestown
1: started in San Francisco in the late 70s. And he got these people into this church. You know, he's one of these. They always say the same stuff. Charismatic personality. Oh, they're always charismatic. Suck these, right. Yeah. These people have difficulties. He sucks them in. He's wicked good to them. Like, what do you need, man? I'll get you. Yeah, I'll get you a bike. We'll help you out with your rent. You know, everyone's coming over tomorrow for the party at your house or you know, we're going to do do it up. Everyone gets super clustered. And then people started being like, hey, you know, we're not cool with like my sister all of a sudden moving in and giving her all your stuff. And then he was like, this is going to be difficult. So he literally moved the entire thing, like 60 people, 70 people, all down to an area in Peru.
0: <laughs>
1: it was definitely down in South America. And it, you know, you ever heard of the Reverend Moon?
0: Again, no. The I'm, Moonies,
1: I'm the Moonies were a big, are a big cult. And that dude is sitting on like billions. And he owns like a gigantic chunk of... Was it Brazil? <laughs> he owns a huge chunk of a country in South America. And Gene Jones moved, like started a little thing right outside of where they are. No, French Guiana. Guiana. Not, okay. not French Guiana. Guiana. Because it was right next to where this other huge chunk of land was and at some point mooney was like you know dude i i I don't want like people think that we're related not that i'm against any of the crazy stuff you're doing because i got my own crazy stuff going on but you bring in a little heat down here and one of the people that was in the cult her relative was like a um someone that had some type of pull they ended up having a representative from the state of california came down with his entourage to like be like hey this is over. We're coming to get this girl. You guys got to shut it down. And when they landed, dude, they like machine guns and stuff, everyone got killed. Ah, oh, shit. He had already been telling people because he knew that this was going to come. He had already been telling these people, hey, they're going to start raiding us because we have this great utopia where we mine the land. You know, it was like very communist, um, everyone shares in the glory type of thing, but we all work 10 hours a day and education and blah, blah, blah. And when these guys came down, they were ready. They were like, just like he said, look, they're coming down to get us. This guy's like a, a representative with four guys. Bam, everyone's dead. And then he knew, Jim Jones knew, they were really going to come down with some people. So he made everyone drink the freaking Kool-Aid. And then he, I think he shot himself. Right. But it, it was a lot of people, dude. It was like, was it 100 people? Very few people got out of it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like they had to like, oh, well, because now they're in Guyana. So you can't just get on the number six bus and go back to your mom and say so I made a mistake. You're in
0: Guyana, dude. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? All your belongings and everything belong to this this dude.
1: Oh, and you have them, no money, you have nothing. money. super integrational.
0: Like, that's what they do. They keep pounding on
1: you're a part of this group and there's nothing else for you. And it's really hard to get out of it. I wish I remember the exact number of people. But I want to say, and I'm not wrong by too much, it was like about 100 people that all drank the damn Kool-Aid down there in Guyana.
0: Yeah, and it's, so that's that's like one of the, the – uh... That's, oh, dude! That's that's one of the
1: st- nine hundred and nine inhabitants. That's right. Oh God! Three hundred of them children drank the Kool Aid. Yeah, nine hundred nine people.
0: Dude, see that it's just, it's bananas, and that's one of the very fir- uh That's one of the staples of a good cult is that when you join, you you give uh, upwards of like eighty percent of your belongings and your everything to them, and uh, now they have custody. So there's another cult. It's called like the um, – the, it's like the, the something of the solar – I can't remember. And all of them are tied in with some wacky I, – I really – I feel so bad to start talking about something and not be a habit, not being able to, to know specifically like what they're called. But I know like some of the – there was like – it was like two guys that ran it. And then like they, of course, have some kind of falling out and whatnot but apparently, one of the guys was actually the Order of the Solar Temple. Yes, the Order of the Solar Temple. Yes, and apparently, one of the, the people, very, uh, it was either one of the main two guys and one of the people that kind of run thing. They even um, uh, uh, there's a lo- There's like a huge conspiracy that that he mm-hmm. is actually like a, a, a very uh, what's the word a, a large like large scale arms dealer, right? Jesus it's just, dude. It's it's crazy, like how deep the, this this insane rabbit hole goes. And it's the way it sh- the way it, 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 when you, you learn about it, the way it seems is that these guys run the thing, knowing that it's all just a bunch of bogosity bullshit, but just continue to, to perpetuate it. And do there's like murders popping up, people having to die, and they would just burn people to death. It was just crazy, man. It was it was nuts, um, like crazy ceremonies. But I think a good aspect, a solid aspect of a cult is because, so we're, like you were saying with the Waco, Texas guy, you don't, you're, not, um, you're, you're not sure if he had an end of the, the world prophecy going on, right?
1: Uh, see, now here's the thing. Some of these places, that's like a big part of like the everyday is we're all working to get to, you know, sanctity by May 7th of next year. But some of them don't have it until they're like, okay, I just got a really distressing cell phone call. <laughs> Changing it up
0: here real quick, okay? Everyone get a gun. That's right. Everyone get <laughs> then your gun. grab a partner and watch your back, because the the um, but I think it, it's it's hard. You would got to imagine it's got to be hard to keep something perpetuating with no sort of end. You know what I mean? So I think that's almost why they they give these these end of the end of the world sort of prophecies. Okay, three years from now on May seventh, it's all done. It's all done. Right, so but then you know what? You know what? Here's
1: the thing, though. People have a tendency to want to justify their previous actions. Right. You don't want to look like an idiot, you know. Like you've been with a girlfriend that it wasn't going well, and ninety percent of the time, you're like, "This sucks." But what is the like? Should I get rid of her or whatever? Then that one thing happens, and you're like, "Yeah, see, everything's good. Look, I knew this was going to happen, and and she'd be good that day or whatever." So like David Koresh. He can be a total dick and throwing bottles at people and banging all the chicks and locking <laughs> all these guys out, but then the one time he says something that confirms what they were hoping, he's like, oh, hey, I want to be serious now, guys. Listen, we're going to pray on this, but think about this. Bam, bam, bam. And they go, holy fuck, this dude's oh, good. He's good. He's got they, it. I'm he's on the right team. It. I knew I was doing the right thing. I knew it. Now let's go back to digging this hole, whatever the hell they were doing. That's right. That's it, because people don't want – they fight it, because in half of the battle in your mind when you're like – i got going to get the hell out of here. I'm sick of doing this. And then you start going, man, I'm going to look like a fucking idiot. What are yeah. we going to do? We're going to go to Isaiah and hang out at his house? He's going to be laughing at me. I'm, I'm going to laugh drunk.
0: at your face, man. Yeah, you gave man. all your money to who? <laughs> <laughs> Everything you owned. I mean, can you imagine, seriously, the level of like... Yeah, dude, like once you're in, oh. once you're in, it's going to take some real special clairvoyance to get you out. You know? Because of Pride. Total, yeah. Once you're in there, dude, you can't. What are you gonna do? Turn around and go back to society? Where and be like, ah, yeah, you know.
1: (laughs) I was just kidding. Do you ever see that movie, The Ten, way back? uh, It was from like the early aughts. The Ten. uh, Had that sound familiar? No. The guy kills the. He kills a lady. He put a sponge in her. He was like a doctor, and he sewed her back up with a sponge, and then she dies. And they put him on the stand, and they go, "Did you put that sponge in her?" And he goes. Yeah, I did. As a goof. Eh.
0: And like, that was his whole
1: thing all the way he's in jail and everything. It was, it was that crazy.
0: Yeah, I was just joking, everybody. Come <laughs> on. That's a goof. Come on. It's a doctor joke. It's a joke. Yeah, come on. You guys are being dicks. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that sponge in there. Everyone thought it was funny.
1: It, but like you said, it's been happening forever because people need a place to direct. It, it's a world where we don't have any answers, man, right? Yeah. We, we know nothing. For me personally, it sounds like you kind of have a, a reasonable view on it too. For me personally, I just say I don't. I know that we don't know. I go with what we do know, like the physical scientific truths that have been you know reasonably agreed upon. Right. You go with that. You try and be a nice guy just because. I don't do it because I feel like there's some you know checklist at the end that I'm going to be run through. Yeah, just but, be
0: nice because you know being nice is what everyone should. Just be nice. What the fuck's wrong with you? Feels good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When you think about the Ten Commandments are pretty much a part of, not the actual Ten Commandments, but the Ten Commandments are like a staple of all of these religions at some point. Not not the exact Ten Commandments, although they pretty much follow a similar list, right? Where right. the main religions they say don't kill anyone. Why? Because we can't have people killing each other. We're trying to collect money, get people to you know get into this organization. Um, so what else? what are the Ten Commandments? It's it's a good thing to not kill people. In- it's, in yeah, it's just everyone because you don't want to be killed. It's like 'Cause you don't, yeah, like you don't want to be killed. Yeah. You don't want to be killed, so yeah, don't go around conflict. killing
0: everyone, don't kill everybody. That's that's simple. It's not
1: functional. That's what I look at is the the three main schools of sociological thought are the functionalists that say everything comes from is this functional or is this not functional? Because if it doesn't work, it's like it, it's almost kinda like saying it's a natural selection in social behavior. If something doesn't work, like hey let's all kill each other, very quickly, that does not become fun- you know, that doesn't work, so it goes away. People don't do that. That's why we don't kill each other. It's not because people are great or God said we shouldn't or whatever. It's not functional. The other school is the conflict theorist school that says there's people that have and the people that don't have and there's a constant battle and the haves are always trying to keep the not-haves down. And then there's the third school, which I've never really subscribed to, called the symbolic interactionist that says individuals are all very specific and it's all like... well, We actually kind of touched on some of these points way back, but it was like... Um, you know, why do you like this specific type of girl? And the symbolic interactions will go do this six month study on just three people and come back with very specific conclusions about well, we're pretty sure that because she got beat by her dad, who was a lumberjack, she her, her current husband also is a lumberjack, but she hates him and she just wants to keep her enemies close, type of thing. Right. You know, and it, it's but anyway, the functional school I think speaks to most people, and that's what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about the Ten Commandments. They just work, don't kill anyone. Okay, thou shalt have no other gods before me. That makes sense. They're just trying to protect uh, protect, protect their right. interests right. sure so there's no job security.
0: Yeah, and there's a... It, there's, uh, it seems... Uh, it, it's almost like they just write down, which is almost innate in human nature. Not even human nature, just in nature, right? It, yeah, because this has
1: been something that's been... It's thousands of years old, man. It's like the same stuff comes up over and over across all these religions and you know going back eons because like you said it's just human nature someone just pointing out to all of us these are like the basic points we all agree on right. i don't know about the graven image thing that seems again like a job security thing mm-hmm. a little bit of smoke and mirrors don't take the lord's name in vain you know again that's kind of not just the lord's name in vain if you're doing that you're not calling your neighbor an asshole you're not swearing you're kind of more in line makes makes things easier Everything's nicer pe- Keeps like, people down. Keeps
0: them in line. I'm I'm a I'm a believer in that. It's not even like a human, a human condition to have these sort of aspects. Uh, it's just how I think life kind of fun, Like it's 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 just natural. Like we because of hu- because we're humans and and we have like symbolic recognition. Like we write things down and then I can look at it and really. So we basically just wrote down what is instinctual across most. Groups of animals like for instance, you know, if you look at uh, monkeys, or again, uh, so yeah, let's say just a group of chimpanzees, for the most part, within their group, and this is this is so even with with humans, so within their group, they're not running around killing each other in their group. They kill other groups of monkeys, and uh, you know they might run around and fuck things like crazy. And might, it might it's but it's essentially the same thing, so yeah, within the Christian religion, uh, there's no other God before me. But, you know, if this guy has a different God, go ahead and kill him, you know? It's just because they're different. Don't kill any of us, but you can kill them. They're different. It's about making it like, you know,
1: the groupthink thing is an important aspect. The job I call it job security. A lot of these things, you know, kill the other guys, they're the other infidels. It's about building up what you're, you know, the, the higher you build up that, Right. The, more, the more likely people are to stick with this and pass it on to their kids and keep you going and keep the yeah, gold rolling to the Vatican.
0: Exactly. It's territorial. It's territorialism, which basically everything is, because you need territory to have resources, and you need to protect your resources if you want your family and close loved ones to thrive. So yeah. that's just the same thing with a group of gorillas. You know, they have a set of rules that they live by, which are probably pretty similar to most other groups in nature you know even humans like they're not running around killing each other in their own group unless somebody does something really fucked up and then the main guy is going to come down and crack the guy's skull and that's it and uh i think one of their
1: major teachings in the in the um religions of the of the chimps is don't ever get yourself involved with ac because then you're never going to be able to live without it
0: yeah it's going to make you a
1: ridiculous sweating chimp oh my god (laughs)
0: chimp sweat Callback. Boring. That was a callback. To that was a callback, the, dude. Chimps. Yeah, um,
1: one of your, one of the old episodes I remember. But like half of the Ten Commandments, which is you know it's, it's so stupid, is all housekeeping stuff and in marketing that is trying to uh, you know keep keep things going. But the the, the ones that, that everyone agrees with are, uh, let's see, honor thy father and mother. Yeah. Totally functional, makes perfect sense. Don't Thou shalt it, not kill. Hard to argue with that one. Right. Don't commit adultery. Again, functional. Keep things all going smoothly. Thou shalt not steal. Nobody likes a thief. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Don't lie. Right. Again, it's not functional. And thou shalt not covet. You know, I mean, those are all pretty good rules that you want to live by, whatever right. the hell religion or
0: no religion. Yeah. It's like if you want things to keep running, if you want to just live without complete mayhem. Well, the thing is, and so that's that's. The thing is, I, we would be doing those things regardless, like in any normal person. I think if you just, if somebody was born and raised without ever hearing the words of the Ten Commandments, do you think they're going to be running around killing people? It's Because like, it, it feels awful to do. Like there's, there's something in you that's so much deeper than we, it's almost like we just saw how everything was functioning and then we just wrote it down. And now for some reason you have to like tell people, you don't, you don't actually have to tell people to do these things. It's, I think it's more, again, just a more innate than it is, a, a something you actually have to to study. I got to go study my commandments. You know?
1: Yeah, they're like they're like timeless innate <sighs> things that just every if everyone followed the things if everyone followed them, we'd have very minimal problems in the world. But of course, you know, I mean, there's people everyone's got reasons to do all those things. People kill oh, for yeah. millions of reasons. People commit adultery because. Let's face it, a lot of us down in Florida have sexy neighbors.
0: Hey, man, your neighbor. It's not, it's not fair. You go to Maine, yeah, of
1: course they can stick with that shit.
0: Yeah, it's I got so much boots in any... every direction of the compass here. <laughs> no, dude, you're out here on beach country. <laughs> Titties everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's it. So, yeah, this is, this is great. This is great. Uh, and and, and uh, none of it matters anyway because this planet, Nibiru, is going to come and implode the the, the system. You know, my ending, my ending
1: uh, comment on the Nibiru thing, which I, I probably should have spit out like an hour ago, was, you know, who could say? I mean, there very well could be a planet that's going to come hit us. We are just a chunk of rock, right? This whole right. thing came out of the Big Bang or whatever the, the specifics are. And, yeah, it's probably, I think Stephen Hawking did that movie, uh, Brief History, a Brief Explanation of the History of Time or something like that.
0: A Brief History a brief, of Time is his, brief is his time. book, yeah.
1: Yes. Well, I didn't read the book. I did not read the book, but I did see a movie that was, you know, supposed to be an explanation of it. And the one thing I took from it was he saying, you know, there was a big bang and eventually everything is going to slow and then start retracting. And it's going to all come back to that singularity. And then it's going to hit that mass point where it explodes again. Right. Adam get crushed. And so we're just in the middle of this big explosion, you know, contraction, expansion, contraction. What the hell? I mean, uh, one rock hitting another one. Could we have Nidiru come hit us? Yes. But am I going to get my information from some lady in Wisconsin in 1995 who was, you know, it's, it's idiotic. I mean, it is, yeah. say I'll it's tell you person. who
0: can tell you whether or not Nibiru is going to come and crush us. Uh, an astrophysicist. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they That's are, true. okay, so, uh, yeah, there are, for instance, Nibiru gets confused a lot with Planet X. Uh, Planet X was there. Were there were um, di- discrimination? Not discrimination. There were, I guess, discrepancies. There was there were there were there were some discrepancies from that people noticed in the eighteen hundreds in the orbits of Uranus and Neptune. And so somebody <laughs> first hypothesized that okay, well, you know, on their orbits at certain points, these these or these uh these planets kind of do something weird. So we think there might be another mass object that is uh, affecting their orbit. And so for years they're looking for, and of course it gets deemed planet, it has to be a large planet, let's call it Planet X, there's got to be something that we can't see. And uh, for the longest time, you know, they're looking for it and they found um, they found Pluto and people thought it was Pluto, but Pluto didn't have enough mass to actually affect any uh, really affect their their orbits. I think they ended up finding something. They actually recently. So so somebody, a, a, a man named Mark Brown, who is a, a very he's a renowned physicist, astrophysicist. It's funny because he's he's you know had his hand at obviously you're in public. Somebody goes, oh, you're Mark Brown. What about Nibiru? Huh? You know you can't stay away from it. And so he's got to answer these questions at some point. And so he he has. I don't think it's that
1: hard for a legitimate, a legitimate astrophysicist to shoot down the Nibiru thing. It's
0: not. It's not hard at all. And, and he did it. <laughs> I don't think was you know, up he, at he, night going, oh
1: my god. But then they're going to ask me Nibiru.
0: You know, he goes and he he um, explains it in a number of different ways and, and all this kind of different shit. And uh, But he actually recently, in like earlier 2000s, discovered two. there's two more... There's two small planetoids that kind of orbit around the same area of those planets, like Neptune. and One of them's a little bit bigger than Pluto, and the other one's a little smaller than Pluto. Uh, they're called like... There's there's some weird Greek or some kind of god names, like Syrah and Edna or something like that. I don't know. What but, what's the
1: significance of those?
0: Again, they're just... Extraneous planets that are floating around in our solar system that people didn't know about before, but they're they're there. And he discovered because that... their orbit
1: is longer is well longer than the typical ones, and so
0: yeah. And well, there yeah. And it's just kind of hard to to. Be. It's 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 interesting. I again, I'm speaking almost as if I know what I'm talking about, but I have no idea. And but my <laughs> <laughs> my 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 small kind of clue is that in a lot of a lot of what they're doing when it comes to astrophysicists, uh, like the, they, they look at an orbit of, of a planet and then they project it in a vacuum and it should have this perfect path. But at some point in its path and monitoring it, it does something outside of this perfect path it should have in a vacuum. So then they have to go, okay, uh, judging by how far it's moved or how, what it's done, let's, let's say there is a, a star or a planet toy type thing this far from it, how large would it have have to be to make this discrepancy happen? And then they run all these numbers and they look for shit to find out why it's doing what it's doing. Yeah, it
1: is amazing to me the level of variables that they can fill in. And, oh, dude, yes. and be and be accurate, you know, and say like, well we know that this thing is here because this is orbiting that way. Like you just said, it's pulling the orbit out of whack so there's clearly something there. Or like with a black hole, they can tell you how much it weighs because the way the light moves when it passes it, which I, I still don't still even understand how that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know it there's just, a bunch of really words cool. coming
0: out of my mouth, but I don't know anything past that. And I, that's the other thing. I, you got to be honest with those kind of things. You can't just stop somebody at their job and be like, there's a planet entering our system. And you're like, do you even know what system you're talking about? Like, <laughs> you know, just. I don't, same. for some
1: reason, I don't think they ever even oh. talk. Oh, and oh, if dude. they were at Box and Egg and. That guy said, hey, I'm Mark Brown, Isaiah. Can I get my eggs done a different way? And she heard that, and she knew that was the guy. I don't think she'd say a
0: damn word to him. She wouldn't say the word to him. I don't because think that's she... not what
1: she's about. She's about an escapist thing. She doesn't want reality. If She wanted reality. And it may happen to her at some point where something's going to happen to her. Maybe she gets mugged really violently. And she's going to wake up and be like, I'm going to get out of this Topaz Jewelry Nibiru
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> get ah, topaz party. Jewelry <laughs> I gotta look a shit up. Is the you'll, end of the world coming or You'll not? know one day
1: when she comes in she, and she makes her order and you're like, hey, how
0: are you doing, sweetie? She goes, fuck you. Fuck you. Just give me my gratitude. Just give me my shit. Naburu's yeah. never coming. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know. Here's your, here's your bagel. <laughs> That's the only thing that matters is your bagel. Trust me. <laughs> Wait, now I got another.
1: This, this, before we wrap up, this is right up your alley. I wanted to run this by you. This is an idea. Not trying to get you out of the locks and egg, although it could be a nice side gig for you. I know you're like a hiker, biker guy. Okay, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I'm a doughy office worker.
0: Now first, do you want me? What? 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 Uh, um. How do you? Okay, so you're 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 pitching. A Let story. me lay it out. You're you're gonna pitch, but I want to know where. How do you want me to receive the? Do you want me to receive the information in, in a way where? Uh, like as if you were pitching it to you're trying to get a loan for it. So if you're trying to get a loan for a business, they're going to tell you every reason it's not going to work, right?
1: Well, you or, that's how I expect everyone to come back at me with all these things, reasons why it won't work. So that's probably the base expectation I have when I lay something like this out there. But I'm pitching this to you as an idea. This is something you could do. You could be a guide on limited overnight hikes. So here's here's who I'm pitching this to. Okay. First, First, let me tell you what I'm pitching. Isaiah... Is your guide. You go out for a hike. Like What's a, what's a medium hike and what's a long hike? Like say I, we get up at 6 in the morning on Saturday and we're going to be home Sunday night. How far out am I hiking on Saturday before I camp and how much am I hiking back on Sunday? What's, so, a, what's a typical it's, length?
0: The typical length, if you're going to have like a, a nice, comfortable day, one, uh, one way out, one way back is probably going to be right around 10 miles. It depends on the terrain. It depends on the, the how adept the people are. So now here's the
1: people that we're marketing this to. And this is what we're marketing. I go to some office guys and they go, hey, you guys are sitting around and you're watching these cool beer commercials. These guys jump out of their trucks and they're all wearing their hosing and just totally jumping through the woods and having a blast, pulling fish out of these pristine streams. And here you are sitting here eating you know, Doritos in front of a TV. You want to get out, you want to get a taste of so, it. Let's face it, you're not that crunchy guy. You're not going to go do this. So how about this? We do the whole experience for you in a bag where... You sign up on IsaiahTheGuy.com or what have you. You and maybe up to five people, you meet him at a location. And Isaiah's got the whole thing set. So you go out on the website and there's a map. We hike from A to B. If you guys are like super beginners and there's like, you know, like a guy like me, I I could maybe do 10 miles. I'm still fairly young. Maybe you got like a 50-year-old or people that are in really bad health, maybe women that have never done it, whoever. They can't do the 10 miles. They'll do a six mile hike or whatever. So maybe it's Isaiah and someone else. Or maybe the whole group just does six miles. The whole group does ten, whatever. That's all predetermined. You don't have to buy any of the crap. Like when you when you sign up with Isaiah, you're gonna rent for the weekend a pack, a sleeping bag, you know, the basic food stuff. They can bring their own gummy worms or fucking. Diet Pepsi or whatever. Hell yeah! <laughs> but you got it set, so it's like you just show up and you're good. Just bring any of the creature comforts you want. Just know you're gonna have to carry it, right? The canteen, whatever that that pack is, and you sign up four people. Meet me at six o'clock this parking lot on Saturday, and we'll start. You know, there's a quick orientation where you explain this is what's gonna happen. Here's the bug spray. Don't eat all your stuff. This is that. da da we're gonna we're gonna hike to here. Here's a nice little map. You'll be doing the same spots over and over again you know so you could have like an easy map and bam and you're just going to go with them and they have like this nice vision questy kind of day they're outdoors for 10 hours the campfire thing you can you can do the you know really ham it up and show them like what it might be like on any given night out on the app trail or the pacific whatever trail or something and then you know they pack up all the shit in the morning and you hike back to where you got off and there you go. It was a nice way to spend a weekend. You won't do this again for a long time. You go back. But if you guys want, next March, here's the card. You guys can come do it. You could be banging this out, I don't know, for whatever, however long the hiking season is, which down here is probably, I don't know, six months?
0: It's now. It's all year round. But people will, in this area of the country would hike now.
1: So you could do it. I mean, you could do it year round, right? If you If you had two different base locations, you know, you could have – Someone booking for you in the spring for down here, and then once the summer comes, you can go up north, and you could have, um, man, it would be a nice little, little situation. And then at the end, if you really want to be into it, if you really had a great time, and you hug Isaiah at the end, and he's particularly salesman-y that day, he goes, you know what? I don't even know if I could use this pack anyway, Jenny. This is your pack. Like You need to keep this stuff. And yeah, Jenny, goes, I, I know. know you have it in you. Yeah, you, you're going to be doing this. You guys are going to love it. And then they go, all right, I'll buy it. And then you sell them the whole thing, the Isaiah pack, sleeping bag. Like what would you, you know, whatever the crap that you would need. I don't know. What does that cost? If you were going to go outfit someone for a hike tomorrow, first time hike, you had to buy the stuff today. They're going to go tomorrow. What are you buying? You're buying a pack?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're buying a sleeping bag? Yep. You're buying
0: lube? Of A lot of it.
1: Right. I mean, I'm just thinking if I was taking someone on a first time hike, they're gonna want like body glide or Vaseline or oh, but the chafing
0: is just right. It, it's it's bar. It's it's it, it's above and beyond any sort of denim in the ocean. Dry dried de- <laughs> denim after it's been in the ocean and it's on your legs.
1: You have like a like the like the Isaiah Cooper survival pack. This is why you're the guide, by the way. Because if they really want to go do this hike, once you give them the map, everyone knows how to walk. They could just go do their walk. But they need someone that's going to be like, all right, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stop at these times to have a break. We're going to have lunch at this time. This is when we're going to stop hiking, set up our thing. I'm going to help everyone with their tents. I'm going to explain to you what you don't want to put your sleeping bag in, what you how you stay dry, you know, when have rain, whatever. Maybe there's rain dates because, you know, I mean, obviously if you're in the app chair, you got to go through it. But if you're just paying $269 for the Isaiah Cooper weekend, you might not want to do it when it's raining. You might be like, fuck that. And then you'd make out too because you're like, yeah, I don't really feel like hiking just one day if it's going to be pouring.
0: Yeah. So here's the, uh, okay.
1: That's a kick-ass plan, by the it way. It is a kick-ass you ass plan. You can charge. I don't know. What would you charge? I mean, if you had one to five. No, go ahead. I want to hear your initial
0: reaction to the, to the idea. Initial reaction. Initial reaction. With what has been laid out, what is being sold here uh, in this specific scenario is hiking with me
1: the hiking experience no
0: it's it's hiking with me because what you've explained is uh in in itself so so is is a very common thing you can go anywhere where there's mountains and they have guided hiking tours that can take you out for a day two days a week a month um all throughout the white mountains throughout uh, which is up in new hampshire they'll take you any literally anywhere you can go hiking there is a
1: like an, an existing an out, thing.
0: there is an outfitter there that will give you it's and it, not only will they take you hiking they'll they'll have you uh, um they can do guided river tours so you you get all your shit on a kayak and they take you down the river you get out of the kayak you camp on the side of the river you, you kayak some more uh you know the next day and again they don't even they have it to where you could do it for a day you could do it for they, these guided tours i have met one of these guys uh I met more than one of these guys, but there was actually one guy specifically that I met at a hut in the White Mountains, and uh, me and my friends, we sat and we spoke to him for a while, and he's like, dude, this gig rocks. He's like, I hike the Appalachian Trail, and of course, once you do that, these companies are more, they're really going to want to hire you on because you know your shit, you know what you're doing.
1: What else could you put on your resume? That's like what they want to see on the resume. That's exactly what they I want to see. I went to the uh, Harvard, uh, the James
0: Lofton School of Hiking. Exactly. <laughs> <The> Harvard- hikery. <laughs> of hikery. Of hiking and hikery. So – and he's like, dude, it's it's such a kick-ass job. He's like, I work um, – he's like, I'm working right now. He's like, I'm sitting I'm, – he's like, all them – he's like, they're all in there. They're doing their own thing. He's like, all I do is I tell them what time. He's like, we, we got to be set up. He's like, if someone has like a problem, I, I'm i there to help them with the problem. There's like some protocols I go through with them. Um, and some of them, it's even more hands-on. Like some, some hiking groups are like really – uh uh sort of they're just kind of guiding you and help and they're there to help if anything goes wrong you're making your own food and whatnot some of them it's it's to the point where you need more than one person out there because one of these employees is carrying like all the cooking wear, and then another employee is carrying um all the food and then you make the food for all like 10 people every night and every morning like all the meals is like all right we got to stop here so there's like Start. the basic,
1: the deluxe, the super deluxe. Yeah, and like I remember even... <clears throat> that moved that book into thin air, the John Krakauer book. Uh-huh. They they did that where they took people to the top of Everest, and <clears throat> they they got in trouble. The guys when they yeah, did you ever read that by any chance? Into I thin not. air. Oh, dude, great read. I think they made a movie about it, but the book it's John Krakauer. He's really good. That book was great, and it was doing the same thing for people hiking to the top of Everest, and they some people had no business going to Everest they <laughs> have money like you said they'd carry the cookware they'd make the food they did the whole thing they'd tell you when to put your oxygen on they'd do everything and you were just kind of like walking up the mountain texting and being like I'm tired I want to sit down we'll piggyback you or whatever you know it was ridiculous right but I mean this sounds like it would be right up your alley because clearly that is what you wish you would be doing is, is that guy that's out there you could be making some good money on it and you could be making a a, a modular Type thing. It doesn't have to be necessarily with you, but like, have you ever been on like a guided tour where like the guy has got some personality and he's doing the tour of Washington on a bus and he's making jokes and he's trying to tell you know, trying to educate you and run through the script, but he's he's like a cross between a tour guide and like a Southwest uh, stewardess.
0: Yes, I've ha- I've been on those. So that's where I'm coming back to. Like, essentially, uh, um, essentially fundamentally, that's what would be being sold there. That's what would have to be being sold because there are companies there's literally, so even with cycling adventure cycling has people that that's they'll take you across the fucking country they'll guide your ass across the country, they're there they're like okay we're raking up at this time, we're stopping here, we're doing this and they, they'll they bike your ass across they'll take you across the entire country on your bike, right? Um, so what you there's no point in competing with a company you have to then find your own niche and the niche would be if I were somebody that people knew and they knew, oh, this man, is a, he's a funny, uh, entertaining kind of person, not only are we going to be hiking, but we're going to be hiking with this dude. He's going to be talking to us. He's going to be pointing out plants and explaining plants. He's going to be making us laugh. Like, that would then be what you would have to uh, try to sell because the other thing you're trying to sell, you're just in a, in a flooded market of a bun- of the bunch of the same shit with more money. These people are going to be able to do it better than you. They have more resources. I'm just one person, right? Uh, Yeah,
1: I I think you you could be successful doing it because you clearly have a a flair, a knack for doing it. You're a personable guy. And, I mean, I think there's enough people out there that want to do this type of stuff. If you can explain it to them, it's a nice little plug-and-play weekend where you can go do the hardcore camping, hiking thing. Why would you do it if it was going to be around here in Sarasota? Is there a place you can go hike 10 miles and, and, like, camp outside?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, there's Mayaka, you can go hike out there, and there's, a, there's some state parks a little up north, there's a bunch of the uh, uh, the springs, you know, and then, of course, they have the Florida Trail, which is a, a newer trail, it runs from, you know, Key West all the way up to, into, I think, Alabama or some shit, right, and um, so... Where is that around here, though? Uh, it's not, it's, it's, but I mean, what are you going to do? Like that's, that's the trail, like in, in oh, so Florida. so Key West Alabama,
1: most of it's under the Gulf. I get
0: you. Yeah, yeah. It's just all, uh, tunnel. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, what, um, um, what is I going to start? Okay. Yeah. The, so you say I have a knack, a knack for it. I, I think, um, I think I said this or I stated this in the, in the, one of the earlier podcasts, Uh, Maybe even the first one, I think. Yeah, absolutely did. Absolutely did. My first day on the trail was my first day uh, hiking and camping ever, right? And then it just continued for six months and then it was over. And it's not like when I heard of the Appalachian Trail and doing it, there was something about me that wanted to just go out and experience uh, a journey like that but it wasn't because of the hiking aspect, you know what I mean? Or the being outside and camping. Like, I just wanted to be adventurous and have a journey. And the journey called for having to hike and camp, right? So I just wanted to have a crazy experience and then having my own drive. Now, here's the other thing when it comes to people, I, have, I can be highly motivational to, to people. Uh, and I love to be highly motivational, it's one of my favorite things to be. But as soon as I encounter a person, because there are, there's this really strange personality type where they get, they have this like subconscious sense that you're trying to like help them and motivate them, they do the opposite, (laughs) right? And as soon as I encounter that, I then change to who they are and I encourage them to be a piece of shit, right? So it's just like, yeah, fuck you. If you don't want to have like, yeah, fuck you. You can't do this, right? I mean, come on, it's
1: just two days. You pick them up on Saturday, you hike them 10 miles down the road, you camp, you could be playing Candy Crush all night, like 50 feet over on the other side of a bush, get up, and let's head down. You can just talk to the chick that you like the whole time. You don't have to talk to
0: the prick. That's right. That's what I'd do. They've already paid. That's the beauty. <laughs> I mean, everybody, everyone's like hanging off cliffs, like screaming, and I'm just got my, my foot up on a rock, talking to, the, to the, the girl with her titties hanging out, eating a granola bar. Hey, you know, I uh, threw hiked this bitch a couple years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, there's a bear! <laughs> Scream real loud, anyway, like I was saying. Well,
1: I don't know. I threw it out there because I was just thinking about it today. Sometimes if I run
0: with headphones on,
1: I feel like the music is combating my, my free creative juices that are flowing. Right. So sometimes I try and run without headphones, and I was doing it right before this podcast, and I was thinking, what am I going to bring to this one today? And I would, you know what? It would be kind of neat if there was like cuz I don't know, I sometimes think it might be nice to do like the the one I can't do 6 months. You know what I mean? I got a kids and I'm dug in at a job and all this, but it would be nice to do like a weekend, you know, or even like a 3-day weekend or something to try it out.
0: Dude, I agree. And that is that not only do I agree, but that's what I think a majority of the people should do. Like everyone should should even if it's just for two days, you're out there for two days, you get it. Like, you understand what the fuck's going on. It makes so much sense. It makes you appreciate everything. Just having the deprivation from society, being able to go out and, and be in the fucking woods, and see the sky, sleep outside, just for two days. It makes See, sense. I think it
1: would be fun to do it with, like, three or four guys I know, you know, or, like, a work retreat.
0: Like, maybe that's what
1: you could pitch it as. Like, we do the whole thing. Get your manager to get in contact And we'll do the whole thing. So people that have never done it before, because, like, my work, where I'm at, we don't just do, like, hey, we're all going to a bar for the Christmas party. Like, we went paintballing. That was what we did because it was a bunch of young guys. Fuck yeah. (laughs) And and there was another one. I missed the one last year. I forget what the hell they did. They did, like, a ropes course somewhere. Uh, I mean, you know, a whole weekend might be a bit much, but I don't know, maybe, like, a 10-mile hike, and then we all jump in a Jeep and and go to sleep while we come i don't know that might even i don't know i guess you could do every every different level of package
0: right and see what works and see so that's why it's a company like you're you're it's a um like the that that's doable like you guys can absolutely go and do that right now and i, I can almost guarantee you there's a there are outfitters and that's usually where they base them out so you have uh um an outfitting company like a I don't know, like an REI. Let's just say REI because that's the only thing I can think of right now. But they'll be they an sell the camping shit, right? So you have a camping store. So now you have all the equipment. So then that's when you hire on tour guides. You set up tours and you do that whole shtick as well. Because obviously they're going to come in. You can. They're going to need to buy gear to do it. It's like the whole the whole sham bam and a whole package thing. So that's a. Uh, it would be. There are.
1: I'm starting at the vibe here that you're not going to do a guided tour for my, my work party this summer. Is I'll that,
0: do it, dude. You, how know how you, you know what? You know what? If you, I would do. If somebody came to me, I'm, I am, I can't tell you how against, uh, um, like start like starting like a company. Just the thought of it gives me so much agita, right? It's just I get Agita, I, I love I, it. Oh, it's a that's a great word. <laughs> is that is that, a, is that a Jewish term? It's aguda? Yiddish. Yeah, it's Yiddish. I believe <laughs> Agita. It just gives me dude. Just, just, the um, just thinking about it, I get it, there's so much like there's so much that goes into like when people talk about opening a restaurant or somebody talks about opening or just running some kind of business. Like I have this idea for a business and I start talking about it, and uh, it's you in my my view on it. I want to ask, whenever somebody comes to me about asking, uh, um, like starting a company, not for myself, but like, they're like, I have an idea for a company that I want to do.
1: Hey, Sorry, man. I just lost power. Like my whole house blipped. Damn. It was, in, it was enough to shut my modem off. Like my whole house went dark for like a second.
0: Holy cow. That stinks. Oh, well, you know, it happens. What are you going to do? You got a little Part
1: of the general agita. Exactly. my life.
0: It gives you agita. Oh, see, right there. <laughs> Instant callback. So, well, no, I'm totally with you. I understand
1: right. that it is daunting to think about a new enterprise. But, right. you know, you did it more of like a um, – well, I don't know. I guess I started the, my thinking about this with the impression that Isaiah would love to be
0: able to get paid to be able to do like the right. – you know,
1: be, get to be the guide. So, here, like
0: it's your so here's exactly uh, – this is what I was saying just before it cut off. So whenever – so somebody comes to me uh, um, or just like a friend. He's like, dude, I'm thinking of starting a business, X, Y, X, business X, you know, that kind of stuff. The first question I want to ask is, uh, so for instance, let's just, my uncle. My uncle is moving here, both my uncles actually moving here to Florida and they want to start doing a re-screening company, right? Okay. So what their company is, is they're just going to, you know, they cruise around from house to house or whatever they're doing and they just re-screen, whether it's Lanai's, they're re-screening Windows, that's what they're doing. They're re-screening, right? Okay. And I. Is this is a real thing, or is this, is this This is a real thing, right? And okay. I, the, the reason I'm using a real thing is because it's just the it's it's a it's an example. Because I had now my uncle is he came to visit just to get a view of the a lay of the land, see what Sarasota looks like, to be like okay, you know, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna come here and do this. And while he was here, he starts telling me the company that he wants to to start. And the way he's explaining it to me, without being like ah, you should get in on this, he's making it sound really good so that I would want to get in on it. Anybody would want to do this, right? right? I don't know who I'm going to throw this baby at. He's like, everyone's got screens. You know, you start repairing a screen at one person's house. Somebody looks out the window. They go, fuck, I got a hole in this win- in the, the screen of this window. They run outside. They go, how much does this cost? You go, I could do your whole house for for $100. bucks." they are like, fuck it, $100? bucks! you are going to rescreen every window on my house? And then you got the whole neighborhood. Now right? you got the whole <laughs> – dude." And, I'm, and, dude, I'm sitting there like, okay, so it sounds like you want money, right? Yeah, I want money. So you're not passionate, like, is is screening what you live and die for? Do you wake up and go, God, ever since I was born, all I've ever wanted to do was just re-screen Windows. It makes sense to me. I'm passionate about it. I care about the types of screen. I care about how they're built. And when they go in, I'm an artist. This is my art. I love screening. Money means nothing to me. I love screening, right? then please, for love of God, do screening. But if you're like, I'm starting, <laughs> I'm starting this screening business. Why? Because I want to make money. It's like, if, dude, if you want to make money, why don't you just cut out the fucking middleman and go to Wall Street, start buy, trade, and sell money? What are you doing? Just Why would any, anyone who starts a business for the purpose of making money... It's has got the business that's any business you walk into and you're like, man, this business is shit. Everyone here is angry. Nobody's happy. That's, <laughs> that's because the person who started the business was like, I want to make some money. I'm opening this hamburger joint. Right. And then the everything is shit because he doesn't care about it. He just wants to make money. Right. So that's like – it's like why give a shitty product to people and then also make yourself miserable because then you have this fucking weight on your back. You're like, ah, this thing I don't really care about but it's the way I make my money and you just do enough. You just do enough so that you can make money on it. It's like, dude, save everyone the trouble and if you love money, just go – and, and learn how to just move it around and make more of it. Because that's all that – like why would you waste anyone's time with a shitty hamburger? So my
1: answer, first off, is I do love money. And I, I wrap my penis in bills <laughs> because I love it that much. I want constant contact. But how about – I mean the part that sucks about a business, right, is that if it's going to be your main source of income, it becomes now – like when I hear people say do what you love, I always say just shut the hell up. <laughs> Don't do what you love. Because you want to love it, and doing work is not something you love. Work is all the hassles of supporting yourself, and you'll if you intertwine what you love into that, you're not going to love it for very long. That's just the fucking way it is. Right. So do something that you can tolerate, that you're good at, that you can make money at, and save the shit that you love in, a, in a, on an aside thing so you can continue to love it. This, I was thinking, would be not Isaiah, you know, quits his job and does it, like, you know, year-round, but maybe there's, like, 12 select... Artisanal, that's a very trendy word now, a artisanal word. camping experiences, or how about this, Isaiah Cooper's hand-tossed camping experience, uh, huh? it like <laughs> Hand-tossed. No, so it's so only six dates. There's only six dates. You charge people whatever, and you're making like, I don't know, 800 bucks per trip, and then if they buy the camping stuff, you make another 20%. If not, you get to keep the camping crap from the year before. So there'd be a little investment because you'd have to right. have. See,
0: dude, you're th- this agita, agita, agita. It's building. It's, it's it's logistical nightmares, dude. I care about hiking for my. It's just, it, dude. Oh my gosh, it's just it. It's just like ah. Uh, so let now me I'm ask you. Besides about I the agita, all this stuff. And I besides this... all this stuff, let's
1: just say someone someone laid this at your doorstep. Okay, it's not as juicy as screening.
0: Because, God, I love
1: to be up on a roof with a fucking windy roof oh, man, with nothing dude, but it, a screen it, I, to stop me from falling into it. a
0: pool. I live for it. How? But you
1: enjoy the camping thing, and you enjoy having a captive audience that you can speak to from a perspective of uh, you know, expertise, we'll say, right? Who doesn't love that? Yeah, it feels and good you, to be number one, yeah? And you know yeah. people the, – the, the group that I'm thinking about is like five guys, office workers, they're like, hey, let's do this. The guy's got an opening on February twentieth, or the weekend of March third, you know, thirty first. Which one do we want to go for? We got to put in a deposit of six hundred bucks now. Bam! I get the six hundred bucks. You're totally, you're the, you're the talent. Okay, you're not. You, I'm, I'm, you know, you're set. You don't even have to deal with any of this crap. I just say, show up on the twentieth. You get five guys. Yep. All you got to do is show up, clap your hands, give them the speech about. No, I don't want any goddamn shenanigans. This is my trail. This is how it's going to go. And then you just start hiking. I'd do it. Of
0: course right? I'd do it. Yeah. Of course then, I'd do
1: it. Dude, there's money to be made. And we could do like, I don't know, three, four dates. You know what we do? You know those uh, those tough mudder races that people go do? Yeah. I, I don't know why people spend $60 to go run in the mud oh, and buy a number or whatever. But at the end of that, when they are getting their water, I just go pamphlet it off and I go, you guys have any idea who Isaiah Cooper is? And he is here for six dates in 2016. It's unbelievable. I can't even believe it. You have a chance to hike with Isaiah Cooper. He's not even online. That's how ridiculous this guy is. Anyhow, bam, here you go. Talk to your HR people about coordinating a five person trip, and that's it. You go hike 10 miles out. If they can't make 10, they won't make 10 miles because they're not hikers. They'll do seven, and there'll be an old lady that'll be bitching about it. Or, or maybe the old lady's gung-ho. It'll be someone else and you go, you know what? Most people only make it five. You guys have made it five and a half miles. I'm impressed. Let's set up camp. S'mores. Everyone go to bed at 8.30. We wake up in the morning.
0: Bam. Bam. Yeah, dude. That's the thing. If I was just – that's why uh, there's been a number of times in, 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 at jobs where I've been approached – or I say a number. One. One's a number. One's a time where I've been approached with a manager type position. Right as soon as I heard that, I said, "Fuck that," because it goes from what you're talking about now to like running shit, and that is where it's like, "Yo, I want, I have," uh, uh, and that's so yeah. If I just had to show up, like if you called me, like, "Hey man, show up. I'm gonna give you some money. You're gonna take this group of people out for a couple of days, and uh, you're just gonna go on a hike there and back." 600 bucks i'd be like yeah i'll be there i'll be there that's all i gotta do i'll be there and I, I can keep them safe explain how to do things help them out with problems that they're having i can do that that's what i can do as soon as it gets into oh well you know they're gonna have to buy gear you gotta help them buy their gear if you have gear and you buy it then you can sell it to them for this percent because then you got to make this and then you know you might not oh my god set up i saying, have a fun trip remember <laughs>
1: everyone needs to be up on the loom the coop, the
0: coop lube, coop lube, dude. I need coop lube. Going to save your ball sack. on it's the sa- <laughs> the coop lube, buddy. You put that, dude. You'll be gliding. It'll be like a frictionless environment in your pants. Just nothing. You you won't walk without it ever anywhere. You can't Maybe keep we- your. It's it's so frictionless. You won't be able to keep your pants on. They'll just fall off. We, you know, we would
1: try and make it – because I think people would be more happy with the experience. They're trying to get away from the commercialization of everything. So it would be better if it was just like, hey, listen, you've signed your paperwork. You did all this crap in the real world on cement inside a building at a computer. Once you do that, just meet us at 8 o'clock. Everything is going to be done. You show up. We're going to give you a pack. right? I mean is that – maybe I don't know that much about the whole hiking team. Right. Like is it possible that if I just said there's going to be five guys – would you be like, well, any of them weigh over 140? Do they have this? I don't know. I mean, you'd have to say, you got to bring your own shoes. Right. Can they just hike this 10 miles in a pair of Reeboks?
0: Yeah, that's dude, that's the thing. People uh, get so uptight about, like, types of shoes and footwear and stuff, and uh, it doesn't matter. Not uh, most, So much of it doesn't matter at the end of the day, uh, but convincing people otherwise of that is – almost impossible it's just like a religion you know people need a specific brand for something they need a specific this or that but so um
1: but we can just tell them hey just you're gonna be walking 10 miles
0: yeah. saturday and sunday so
1: bring some good shoes if you get blistered now if we, you had to get them if you, right
0: if you have, have rental gear like you had a, a like so you have at any you'll never do you'll never bring more than five people on a hike and then you have 10 sets of gear right yeah complete sets Uh, and then you, you just, all the person has to do is they get, uh, uh, they fill out, they say, I want to do this. And then you ask a couple questions. How tall are you? What's your waist size? Uh, and how much do you weigh? Like just real simple questions like that, because outside of that, it doesn't really matter because that's, you want to fit a pack to the person's back properly because that could hurt if it's not, um, if it's not set up right. But other than that, the pack's all filled up. It has food in it. Um, everything, all they have to do is just show up. They go, all right, this is your pack. It's the rental pack for you for this two-day. You put it on, We uh, and, and, and you can either bring your own shoes. We will even rent shoes. We'll rent you the fucking shoes. We don't give a fuck. Do we'll they do a- that? Can you rent shoes for real? I'm honestly not sure. I mean, you can rent ice skates, so why not? You can rent bowling shoes. Why can't you rent hiking shoes? I feel like I think- most
1: people would own a pair of shoes that they could walk 10 miles
0: in. Yeah, but most people wouldn't. I, I, I feel like mo, uh, most people would want a very specific – they'd be like, I'm hiking up a mountain. I'm not using my Reeboks. That I'll twist right. an ankle. And then they'll go so on in their head and they're chap, twist an ankle. In, and in then page
1: seven of the rider that I'm, I'm contractually writing up right now, it says, Uncle Jebediah's hand-tossed camping experience, Inc. suggests <laughs> that you buy pre-screened footwear from the following retailers, A through E, there you go. and You've at least this 60 days in advance – Exactly. Damn. Our Uncle Jebediah's hand tossed camping experiences legal team initial here. Yes, you what I'm saying see, just <laughs> you
0: sure you have a little Jew in you, a little Jew in you, Mr. McGinnis. I'm, this is not a dead idea. This is, we're going to table
1: it for now. Let's table it. We're going to table for now. But I'm thinking we just start with four dates. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. If we make some money on it, I, and, and what do I bring to the table, Greg? You're not even camping. You don't even like mosquitoes. You're allergic to people that like to camp. <laughs> what are you bringing to the table?
0: You're allergic to people who like to camp.
1: <laughs> I am bringing you the the plug-and-play Uncle Jebediah's hand-tossed camping experience. You're the background. Plug-and-play, ready to go. You're the
0: background. You're all the paperwork
1: and, and all that. Jebediah puts down the jib, puts it out with a shoe, gets in the white van with the 10 packs, drives to the location – hikes and has a great time for two two days we can do the the hand-tossed camping experience with peyote which is another 45 dollars oh of course or without right you know and we'll just we'll just try four four sessions in one year what is the actual window that you could actually camp in sarasota when would be too late for a weekend camping experience that would be ridiculous to go any later than april april is it getting into march yeah
0: yeah, yeah. So it starts to warm up, and everything starts to come back to life. And the first thing that comes back to life is like just the worst things you
1: want—bugs
0: and yeah, sh- yeah, and sh- yeah. By the end of March, so this might be a 2017 thing. Well,
1: but okay. uh, yeah. yeah, well, we'll definitely be retouching on this. This is going to be a segment, the Hand Toss Camping Experience LLC. LLC. I like
0: it. You know, I know, I know. I come hot and heavy with the passion of of. of you gotta if you want to make money. You got to buy, trade, and sell money. Well, that's just, you know, I like to, let's, let's, uh, I'm always trying to not be an asshole because I know there is a, such a huge part of me that when I speak, I don't, I'm not listening to how I'm speaking, and then I go back and I hear it, I'm like, man, I was sounding like an asshole, but it's almost never coming from a part, a place where, you know, when you're, you're, you're like being an asshole to somebody, and you're like, I'm, I'm going to be an asshole to this person, Right.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. Well, most most of my human experience. Most of my human experience.
0: I'm looking at you, and I'm going. I'm being an asshole. I'm never. I never. uh, Very, very rarely do I do I do that to somebody. I'm always, but I think it's just how I was raised, how I speak. Sometimes uh, uh, it comes across, and I'm always trying to. I don't. I do. I just want to be nice. I want people to think I'm nice because I'm nice. I want to be nice. Please love me. Love me. Wait.
1: So was that going to a some type of rebuttal of this idea, or was that not just, at all?
0: No, it was just oh. how I how I uh, the reaction of, of the idea up to this point. But I would I would love to continue to play with the idea. And why not? Who the fuck cares, man?
1: All I all I have to say is four dates. If you had five guys paying two ninety five for their hand for their artisanal, with we, the marketing department's going to stew on this. I, artisanal is a, a hot term. <laughs> uh, the artisanal camping experience. <laughs> Five people, two ninety-five a pop. Four dates. You're looking at six G's, and the camping e- equipment would either be they buy it at the end. You know, sometimes people want to buy their Mickey hat. Sometimes they want to buy their pack. So oh, when yeah. they're telling the story over some Coronas in a month, they go, "Oh my God, you're you got to do this. Check this out." And they bring on a pack and they go, "Jenny, I didn't know you were a hiker. I thought you worked in accounting." It was the most amazing weekend of my life. The guy was a stallion.
0: <laughs> And now your life's changed, and so yeah. So then you sell that, yeah, yeah. You get the 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 uh, uh, revenue from the the merchandise merchandising, and then um, you 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 it's that they're there paying the money for them to hike for the experience, and then they want to take something with them. You're right. It's so next, cool. next time we talk about
1: this, keep this in mind. I'm going to be thinking about what does an actual preset pack look like, and what could you get away with cost wise, especially knowing someone's going to be someone's going to be just using it once, right. Although, I guess, you know, we, we'd want to, like, reuse it several times, especially the pack, right? So, maybe oh, go yeah. go high on the pack, but the sleeping bag is kind of, they're going to want to, they're going to buy the sleeping bag. Maybe they bring their own sleeping bag. Right, right, No, right, they're right. going to buy, like, a aerodynamic sleeping bag, right? Made <laughs> Man, by cujo
0: You mentioned probably the two, the only two things that, like, make a, a huge difference, right? So, uh I, I'm, I'm like your pack you want it to be fit to to your size your weight and and how you like to pack it up and then the sleeping bag if there's any thing in the whole I mean here I would, dude if we're in Florida it never really gets that I, yeah I'd just be like we're just getting some some shit sleeping bags I don't give a fuck what you're sleeping in you know and
1: they, and they they're in accounting
0: you know what I mean they do like yeah, 10 they're miles right. they're
1: gonna sleep like logs they're gonna
0: be hammered
1: they're going to be high on some of Uncle Jebediah's special grade-A artisanal
0: wacky tobacco. That's right. we're going to get them out there, and we're going to feed them whiskey the whole time. They won't know if it's bad or not.
1: That probably makes for a bad Sunday, though. That I'm totally leaving that up to you, man. You want to you want it to be a total shit show? Give them some <laughs> Uncle Jebediah's punch? Whatever you want to
0: do. <laughs> Uncle
1: Jebediah's punch? I know we've only been out on the trail for 11 hours, but we're doing it. Barrel <laughs> party, baby. That's Wait, right.
0: We, they hike out to a keg. There's a keg in the middle of the woods waiting for him. Oh, that actually is a cool idea. There's they like a pre-selected spot. And they can't leave until it's gone.
1: That's a good idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a pause. That's a good idea. <laughs> and then they, because, dude, because no one's carrying a full keg out of the fucking woods.
1: No, but I mean, we just do it strategically so that you know we could just drop the keg right there from the from a van and then shoot back out we could re- resupply the whole thing maybe if you find me it's a pain in the ass to have people although i don't know it's only one day the camp, they can't they got to carry their sleeping bag they got to carry their pack but i guess when i'm dropping off some stuff for the night like a couple of coolers or whatever cuz maybe they don't want to eat like camping people maybe they're like i want to camp i want to get the camaraderie of a 10 mile hike with my bros but then we want to have like hamburgers man and i'm like no problem we got a grill at the campsite you just got to make it the full ten
0: miles. Just got to make it there. Well,
1: the full eight miles. Ten miles is probably aggressive for just a one-time camping. This doesn't really sound artisanal. That sounds maybe more like a, you know, a full-on push with like a bunch of hardcore nah. type A guys.
0: Nah, nah, ten miles. I picked ten miles because twelve to fifteen is like uh, what. Is the average distance that people will hike, like on the AT, from day to day? And like eight to ten is like a—it's a pretty le- de- depending on the terrain. It's a pretty leisurely day. In fact, eight to ten in Florida, you get eight to ten done uh, within a handful of hours, and you're you're talking like you're stopping all the time. You're doing it's just because there's so no flat. hills. There's no yeah. It's there's no hills. It's all flat. You're you're getting ten done, and you're you're like, oh man, I never knew I could do ten, and then you're like, I could probably do another ten so we're gonna tell it happens but yeah hell yeah dude i think this is a perfect place to to wrap it up because we're a little bit over over time and i think this is this is this is perfect this was great
1: nice yeah i thought that was gonna be a quicker topic and then the uh the power outage did not help with the with uh, the momentum there
0: yeah i'll have to get in there and do a little uh Shaking yes. around some cabridal scalpulators, you know. And
1: sorry about that. The electric
0: company—they threaten a lot, you know. And this time they <laughs> threatened. This time they. Idle. <laughs> you know, I thought it. Was <laughs> this time it was an idle. They flipped the switch on the old McGinnis. Oh hell yeah! All right, guys. Thank you, thank you, Mister Greg McGinnis, and thank you to everyone who listened to uh, the podcast. And we'll see you again sometime soon. Right
1: nice all right man
0: looking forward to the next one and say tell, say goodbye to everyone greg be
1: nice hey goodbye to all the listeners in uh in we have a big following i heard in
0: uh, belgium and belgium latvia dude in latvia latvia they love us <laughs> somebody listening in latvia whoever you are <laughs> i love you you're awesome dude. you're the shit all right i'm gonna hell yeah see you guys